Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Rio Cafe, River Brown, and John Carlos. And this is now episode 134. In this episode, we are going to talk about the Suns and Warriors matchup, MPJ's injury, Rockets and Cavs recent win streaks, OKC's 73-point blowout loss, Blazers firing Neil O'Shea, Knicks benching Kemba, and more. Now, quick Patreon shout out to Anthony, BJ, PJs, Mario, Langston, Jazzy, Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Sean Solis, Sean Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. And Drew's not here to say good old Jay Aqua, so I'll say it myself. Uh-huh. Rio Cafe. That's a that's a new one, right? Serge calls you that. Yeah, Serge is weird. He, <laughs> <laughs> Serge, yo, bro, that shit is funny as hell. Because you before the show we were talking about it, you said that it sounds like a coffee spot, Rio Cafe. Yeah, it does. It does. It sounds like a coffee spot on Friends, like you know that like Central Park coffee that that main yeah. thing. Sounds like a coffee spot in South America, bro. Or Cafe Rio or Rio Cafe, one of those two. So I have great news this week. So so this week we uh. This has been happening for like the past couple of weeks. We've been ranked on Apple Podcasts. We've been a top 40 podcast. And it's amazing because when you go down the list of every single podcast that is ranked in terms of basketball podcasts in the United States of America, you'll see that all of them are with networks like ESPN, CBS Sports, even Locked On Podcast Networks, Blue Wire, Fox Sports, uh, all the smoke, iHeartMedia, all this other stuff. And then there's us, and we're mm-hmm. we're under no media company. We're we're affiliated right now with the Basketball Podcast Network, but we're not with a big time network. And we we've basically built up this entire fan base and audience with no network behind us, and it's been organic growth. I can honestly say that we have not spent more than thirty dollars on marketing, and those were just trials, like on Instagram ads and stuff. We have spent nothing on marketing. Everything has been organic, and I like that, and I'm very proud of that. And it's because of you guys. You know, for some reason, they find us very entertaining. We're funny. <laughs> you're not funny. I'm funnier than you. <laughs> now you are funnier than me. <laughs> I feel like you're fun. You know, you know what I think you are. I think you're funnier than me. In spurts. How you figure? <laughs> I think you're funnier than me conversationally wise. Oh, okay. But yeah. if like we were to, I think if we were to both match up and do like a stand up thing, I said match up. I think I can write better jokes than you. Yeah, I'm not a stand up comedy type of funny. I think you're off the dome. Yeah, you'll you'll throw in you know subtleties <laughs> yeah. and you'll be funny that way. But I think I can come up with jokes and it'd be funny. Yeah, I'm like because. I was always fascinated when like stand up comedy, how they just do it like off the dome or how just just do it so like like I I could probably do that if it was like if they tell me to go in there and be like, yo, Riv, just tell mad stories, then I'd be like, All right, I could probably do that. But if they be like go in there and make jokes, I don't really know no jokes that'd make anybody laugh. It's like that's weird. I feel like a good comedy stand up name would be Rio Cafe. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Rio Cafe is up on the center. So we got Coach Riv here, he's stand-up guy too all this other stuff when we when we getting tiktoks riv come on you gotta post the tiktoks i got you i'm gonna do it soon bro 
pressuring me. You got to do the TikToks, bro. <laughs> pressuring. And it's funny because I'll be telling you to do it. And I feel like the TikToks, like the TikToks that you've made, you've made too. I feel like those took you like five minutes. Yeah, it did. And you're like, nah, bro, it's so much work. But it took me like months to just start them, though. So it's like, but when I did it, it took me like five, ten minutes. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a great show. By the way, before we get into the episode, don't forget to, well, if you want to, you can go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Let's get the Twitter jumping. It feels Instagram like is booming too. we're jumping on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok. Twitter is that one thing we're still waiting to pop off on. And JC just created a new Twitter. Yeah. It's JC Barrow 109 two R's. You can follow him. He just created a new Twitter. We're still trying to Twitter find a way weird, to get bro. Riv on Twitter. Twitter's weird, bro. You can get all the likes and retweets in the world, but people won't follow you, bro. Yeah. They won't. They'll just yeah. like or retweet. People are very you... selective about what they see on the TL. Yeah, it's mad weird. Now, that, that was a good five-minute intro. And now let's start this show. Two games this week between the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns beat the Warriors in the first matchup. Very close game. But then the Warriors yesterday, Friday night, blew the brakes off of the Phoenix Suns. We're going to start off with this question. Do you think the Suns are the best team in the in the NBA? No. But I think they're 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 right behind the Warriors. It, and I said I tweeted this like a couple weeks ago. I said it was it's hard to judge what the Warriors are right now because Clay and Wiseman are back. They're the number 1 team in the league. They're top 5 in offense and defense and they're you know what I'm saying? They're number 1. They have the number 1 record in the NBA. Without Klay Thompson, whether he comes back 50 or 60 or 70%, that's still somebody who can come in and he's the, he's a top four shooter ever. So that's still somebody who can come in and bring an offense. Wiseman is just another body. You don't, let's be realistic. Nobody wants to see Kevon Looney start all the time. You know, it's good to have another big body because the Warriors' problems are centers. And I think even in that first matchup, what hurt them wasn't Devin Booker or Chris Paul. It was DeAndre Ayton. I think he caused a lot of problems because this Warriors team is very small. You know, so I think a guy like Wiseman who can come in, he can stretch the floor a little bit, and he's a big body that would help them too. So I think these first two matchups, you know, I think it's 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 hard to match. It's hard to, you know, judge these two teams. I think Christmas would give us a better understanding if Clay does play yeah. of of these two teams, and if Devin Booker does come back because he's out with a hamstring injury, and he even when he went out in the first game, you know. The, Suns went on a little run even without him. They looked like they were fine without him. But I think to judge these two teams evenly, we need Clay back. We need Devin Booker to play. I mean, we saw it first game. They 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 had a pretty good scheme against Curry. You know, make him tired, wear him out. You know, there was a couple shots he missed. He he came in, he just looked bad. But they they had a great scheme. But then the next game, you know, he came out, the team came out, and they looked much better. They blew them out. So it's like this Warriors team is dangerous. But I think with Devin Booker, this Phoenix Suns team, we're going to have a little bit more outlook. But I won't say they're the best team in the league, but they're definitely the second best team in the league. You don't think they're the best team in the league. Do you think that even with them winning 18 straight games, they went on an 18-game win yep. streak, the most in franchise history, that they've been underrated? Yeah, I think throughout definitely. this run, even by me, myself, I think throughout this run, they've been slept on and underrated because of the fact that people still hold last year against them. And I think... Like you. Yeah, I, I just said, you know, I said that me in the beginning. I know you wanted to throw that in there, but I already said that. Um, I, I did that already. Bro pulled off an Eminem in 8 Mile. Well, he did it uh, 8 Mile. 
Oh, uh, he said he said things. He said problems that are wrong with him, so it wouldn't be used against him in the in the battle rap. Oh, yeah. tough. Gangsta. I haven't seen Amon mad long. <laughs> um, yeah, I think people definitely underrated that 18 game win streak. And I think just in general, people don't look at Phoenix as a threat. But I think we need to, like I said, me, myself included, we need to start paying close attention because this team is legit. This team is very dangerous. And this team is definitely one of the best teams in the league. Uh, I agree, you know, for the most part. I, I think they're the second best team in the NBA, obviously, behind the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, to piggyback off what Rivers said, I mean, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman aren't back. Devin Booker wasn't really healthy. The last game didn't play. But um, I gained a profound respect for them because I was one of the people last year that were questioning their run, being that they beat a injured Lakers team, being that they beat a Denver team with no Jamal Murray because he tore his ACL, and then being that they beat a Kawhi-less uh, Clippers team. So I was kind of thinking that their run was a little fluky. This year, getting on a starting off 1-3, and three, getting on an 18-game win streak really – Really opened my eyes for this team. Like Riff said, this team's top five in defense, offense. They've just been playing great basketball. And, you know, like I said, I think that James Wiseman is really going to help the Warriors because they need someone down low to, to bang with DeAndre Ayton. Um, DeAndre Ayton's kind of like statistically kind of regressed, but his impact is not shown in the box score. It's shown, you know, you know, playing in the game. He's good at rebounding the ball, good at setting screen. So I like this Phoenix Suns team. Monty Williams coaches them up really well. They're top five and, and three-pointers made. They're top five in a lot of team eighth categories. Eighth in offense. I said top five. I shouldn't have said top five. They're eighth in offense. Uh, they're number three in uh, average margin of victory. So, I mean, you know, this tells you that the team, this is one of the best teams at holding leads and, and you know, holding teams off. So, um, I do think that they're second behind the Warriors just because I think Klay Thompson is going to come back. And I think a lot of people are underrating how much of an impact Klay Thompson can have right away. I think that we're going to see generally the same Klay Thompson, maybe 85 to 90% Klay Thompson. I don't know if his defense will be there, but anytime you add somebody who was a very good perimeter defender to already the number one ranked defense in the league and a, 40, a career 43% three-point shooter is only going to help him out. So I still have the Warriors as the best team in the West and in the NBA, but the Suns, I mean, if you have them any less than number two, I think you're crazy. Well, we've witnessed the this past week between these two teams was the Western Conference Finals preview. <laughs> this is going to be the Western Conference Finals, and I can't wait until Christmas. Christmas can't come any sooner because I am craving for this matchup. I want it like um, Hershey's wants milk chocolate. I'm craving for it. I think Clay will play in that game, and I think the book. Granted, if there's no setbacks, he will play in that game, which means we'll see a fully loaded Warriors team versus a healthy Suns team. The Suns are a great team. They're, I think Golden State is better. I don't think the Suns are the best team in the NBA. Golden State, to me, they have been flat out phenomenal. Before the season, I had the Suns as the first, the first seed in the West. I had the Warriors as a second seed. Probably wasn't. I was high on the Warriors. They were my pick to make it out of the West. But I was still very high on the Suns. Yeah. I feel like this 18-game win streak was a F you to every single person who said the run was the fluke. Yeah. Last year was a fluke. Look at their playoff run. Oh, you beat Jokic with no Murray and MPJ playing oh, bad. Oh, you beat the Lakers, but they were injured. Oh, you beat the Clippers, but the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. I mean, they still took the Bucks to six. They were up 2-0. And I think if Chris Paul, you you could see throughout the series, Chris Paul was was a little a bit hobbled. I think if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, they probably close out that series. 
the key to the Suns beating Golden State, because ultimately they have to beat Golden State to make it to the finals. The key for the Suns to beat Golden State is DeAndre Ayan. It's as simple as that. And in the first two matchups, he's played good. He's averaged 23 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, two blocks, but he's shooting 51% from the field. You want that to go up, especially as a big man taking mostly inside shots. I want him shooting at least 60% at the basket. But that was Aiton versus Golden State when they're small with eight with uh, Draymond and, on, and Looney and even JTA getting minutes at the five or be Elitza. So that's when they're small. When Wiseman comes back, that's going to be a bit different. Mm-hmm. The Suns have been great, but I am just not fully sold on DeAndre Ayton taking another big leap and being that X factor in that series. He needs to be big time. If if the Suns have any ch- want any chance to be go to state in a seven game series, he needs to play like an all NBA center. He needs to dominate that matchup, and I'm not quite sure if he can do that because when you watch Phoenix play, there are some moments where Chris Paul has to talk in his ear. Monty Williams has to kind of motivate him a little bit. He doesn't have that motivation for himself. He kind of has to get ramped up like a like a car engine for him to start going. He's not on full go automatic all the all the time. And, and that's what kind of worries me about the Suns. But the depth is there. Last season, they were ob- they were lacking a big body. And that's what that's what was their Achilles heel versus Giannis in the finals. The guy JaVale McGee, who I've said before, I think he's playing on the same level as Aiden in the minutes that he's been getting. I know McGee's not as good as Aiden, but he's been giving them the same impact production. and production. Yeah. And you get Shamit, who, yeah, he's not a he's not an all-world shooting guard, but he's definitely an upgrade over what they had at the shooting guard position as a backup mm-hmm. last season. So the Suns, they've gotten better, but Golden State just looks a tier above everybody right now with their depth, and we're still waiting on Clay's return, who's an all-star, one of the best shooters of all time. It's just tough to gauge if the Suns can beat the Warriors in a series because when the Warriors are going, I don't think anybody can beat them outside of Nets with Kyrie. You said... that's It's weird that you said that because we've, we've seen DeAndre in last year, right? We've seen him... Go out, go through the regular season. Have a it was all right. It was Solid a, it was a cool season. regular season. Then we seen him in the playoffs. Turn up, up his play a little bit. You know, go out there and hit game winning buzzer beaters against the Clippers. Go out there and have some impressive performances against Andy Davis against Jokic. So I think in the playoffs, I think he's a much better player than in the regular season, just by a small margin. I, I don't. DeAndre Aiden is the key, but just only you know with this team when Clay gets back, right? You get Clay back. You got Steph Clay. You got the best shooters ever. Chris Paul, Devin Booker's on the other side. The Warriors are just so deep. I don't even know if DeAndre Aiden's because, like you said, he's not that all NBA big. So if they had a cat, it'd be a different story. But even with Cat, I know his offense takes the Phoenix Suns to an entirely different level. Cat oh, can't keep up on the perimeter with guards like Aiden. He can't. And I think they lose a lot defensively with Cat. I think Cat is a he's 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 a solid defender. He's really picked that part of his game up this season. But against Golden State, they play small. I don't know if Cat would be able to keep up, but I also don't know if Golden State can keep up keep up with Cat. I think in a situation like that, you like I would rather go offense for offense because 
they got flamethrowers in there. And then, you know, Steph, Clay, even Jordan Poole can get hot. And then on Andrew t- Wiggins, shown Andrew Wiggins is good. Like it, it's it's going to be tough because the Warriors are, like I said, are so deep. They have so many perimeter defenders. Yeah. You with Aiden, like you said, Wiseman, they're probably around the same build, same size. And that's a guy Aiden's going to have to stretch out and guard. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to get taken out the paint a little bit because Wiseman can shoot a little bit. And then what we if you watch the game, the last game, you know, Steph's not going to have a game like he had the first time. He's not going to do that. That that was an anomaly. He's not. It's not going to happen again. You see the next game, efficient. He was back to his old self. Mikel had a wrist injury that he left with. Even though, I think even, he's the X factor. Even in the first game, and guarding Steph absolutely. Even the in the first game, Mikel was healthy. Steph missed eight wide open shots. Eight of them. That that was. He missed eight wide open shots. He's done so, it in playoffs before, though. Yeah, that's why I understand. He it wasn't it wasn't a whole Mikel Bridges thing. It was a team effort, and just Steph no, was, was just off that. Steph was just screens. off that night. So but it was like, definitely Mikel. Mikel was the primary. It was yeah. the primary, but Steph was also missing shots. I know you want to give Mikel that one hundred percent credit. I'm not giving Mikel credit. I, I want to give him Mikel seventy percent credit. I feel like seventy is crazy. I feel like you want to give him twenty percent. No, I, I said Mikel's 50. been elite on defense. This I give him fifty. I mean, in the first matchup, Steph was not good. He was very inefficient, and no, Mikel was. was was the primary reason for that. In the second matchup. He exits with an, with wrist injury, and we see they don't look the same. How much did Curry finish with yesterday? Twenty three. On on what like eight for seventeen? Yeah, something around that. I feel like in both matchups, it was kind of it was kind of um they were different. Taylor the tapes like in the first matchup, the Suns were Steph going got blocked on a step back by, by DeAndre, DeAndre and like he just that wasn't. Can't that's, no, it really doesn't. It's like it, it's rare it when that happens. Happen. Yeah, it's like Ian can do that though. No, no, no. Look, come on. I know what you stop. Like he it, can that, do that. No, I'm saying step that for Steph that doesn't have like that's a rare anomaly. Like he just was off. I'm that saying night. in the first game, okay, Steph didn't play his his best. He was inefficient. The worst game of his but career. The Suns didn't have D book in that game, and then in the second yeah, game, true. Steph is efficient. But then you have these breakout performances from JTA and Gary Payton, yep. Mikel leaves with a wrist injury, campaign at one point was like 0 for 9. Yeah. I mean, campaign was, was not terrible. hitting anything. Till the tip. Steph didn't play good. They still are in that game. And Chris Paul had 12 points, and DeAndre Ayan didn't, wasn't yeah. efficient in the second matchup either. First game, Steph didn't play good. They're still in the game for the most part. Depth kept them in. You know, and then the second game, Steph plays a little bit better. They blow them out. It's yeah. Different vibe, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but still, Devin Booker, you know, he left in the first game. Surprisingly, the Suns were fine when he left. So... I don't think the I don't think the Suns are the best team in the NBA. I do think they are the most overlooked and underrated team in the NBA. For sure. Because people still hold that label to them that they had this cakewalk playoff run and then they come out this season and they've just been guns blazing. And every single night on Stat Muse, on ESPN, on Bleach Report, on the House of Highlights, and every single media source, if the Warriors win a game, the Warriors, they go dominant, crazy. dominant, dominant. Throughout this Suns' entire win streak, most people didn't even know they were on this win streak until they were like 11 games in. Hey, they didn't they didn't start getting real coverage until it was it was too it was too much success for anybody to ignore. Yeah. And they they were they've been 12 and 2 versus 500 teams this season, which is the Very best good. record in the league against 500 teams. So they haven't been facing bad teams. They facing they've been facing good, good teams. Yeah. I just can't help to think that they are one player away 
They're just they're one player away, but they're they're one difference maker away. And I think that is like an all NBA caliber player like a cat. But it's just bad luck at this point because Cat and Minnesota, they're not playing bad. If this was any other Minnesota year where it's obvious that they're going to be one of the bottom dwellers in the league, Cat would would have demanded a trade. But right now with Anthony Edwards and Vanderbilt and Pat Bev and D'Lo, they're all playing exceptional. They've been a very good team. And like I predicted them, I predicted them to be the fifth seed in the, in the West. If They're ninth right now. Okay, but they're, they're like they're like a, they're like a game no, no, behind. No, but you was last week. You was fifth, fifth, fifth. They're ninth because right they were they was there. Yeah, well, they're ninth. Now. But, like okay, I told but you I'm saying happened. it's just and Cat didn't play and they almost beat Brooklyn. Yeah. Almost. Okay, still. Oh, we're doing it's, it. It's, it's a great Cat's huge. It's though. a great. No, yeah, it's it a it great game. He, he played the game before that. They lost. Okay, but uh. it's a, it's a great game. All I'm saying is that Minnesota could very well finish with a top seven seed in the West, and if if they're winning and they're and they're competitive, Cat won't ask for a trade. And Minnesota won't even think about trading him. So that's why, like, the only way Phoenix can get a superstar player... Well, you think it needs to be a superstar to put him over the hump? I'll be honest. I think if they can get a Ben Simmons, they can get over the hump, too. What's so funny about Wait, that? Wait, how, how about... I'm trying to figure out, who would you give up? Like, who's gone? Yo, I've been that's the thing. I, I don't think you can really... Because the contracts wouldn't match. I, you would have to give up one of those big guys, like Chris Paul. Or, yeah, you can't, nah, you yeah, can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing I've that. I've been hearing that... Um, but, like, hypothetically, though, Ben Simmons would be perfect, especially against Golden State, to be able to switch. Really? Yeah. Defensively? If they keep Bridges... Along with Ben Simmons, that's scary, bro. If they have a small, if they have a small, if they have a, if they have a small ball five lineup of and you're gonna go CP3, wait, 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 so you D-Book, go, McHale, you Crowder, go and Ben small against the Warriors. That never. You're a Houston fan. Why can't wait, you wait, go wait, small wait, against wait. the Warriors? You're a Rockets fan. You know, you know, going small, playing the Warriors game never works. It, it took him to seven, and Chris, and Chris lost. Paul inj- got injured. And then you went to six the next, and then you lost. You, you, you go, lost to the Lakers playing small, too. You don't, you don't, don't go, going small doesn't work with the Warriors, especially with Ben Simmons. Do you, you, you trust Ben Simmons right now? I feel like he needs I, to I'm not saying scenery, I, I trust him, but I think that that is— I mean, defensively, that is, I think that's that would be a nightmare. offensively— why would it be bad offensively? That's another guy you don't have to guard. Well, Ben Simmons... He's not a, he doesn't even put up shots like DeAndre Ayton. Ben Simmons has what? had the most assists on three-point shots. We're talking about the playoffs here. Okay, but I'm just talking about <laughs> that. You're talking about the playoffs. I understand that. But Ben Simmons, I think, if used correctly, can be a, a force. Yeah, Offensively, as a passer. Correctly. As a passer. I mean, it's not like DeAndre Ayton is stepping out and hitting... Oh, uh, Jump shot. No, but DeAndre's either. taking layups and taking dumps when he's open. He's a better free throw shooter. But don't too. you think that's just a mindset change? I think if Ben Simmons is with Monty Williams, he Basketball can do Basketball is what, sixty percent mental? Well, what was campaign before he got to Phoenix? Nothing. Nothing. A journeyman. Yeah, he was overseas. He G League player. I he think has that mindset. comparing the number one pick in a Montverde stud to campaign is. So you don't you don't think Chris Paul, Monty Williams can help? Ben Simmons changes mindset. I just don't know I, how Chris don't, Paul and Ben Simmons would be able to play together. I, I think they could play. They're together. both ball dominant. I, they both I, have to have the ball. I don't, I don't ben think Ben is in ball. I don't think Ben is. Think so. Dominant. Ben's no. been running the PG for for for. He's uh, not Phil ball dominant. You can play him in different so what, areas. So we haven't we haven't seen him play in those different areas. That's what I'm trying to get at. My thing is, the basketball is mostly mental. So if his mental is shot, I don't. Maybe Chris Paul can fix it. I don't know. Like we're that's I don't know. Like I don't. I really don't know. You have to stop changing your opinion on Ben. You change it every single day. I said his mental is shot. In the offseason, you're like, Ben Simmons is a bum. 
<laughs> last last episode with Drew, you're like, no, Ben Simmons is good, and and Drew is the one arguing that Ben Simmons. Okay, and wasn't in this that one, good. what did I say? I said he wasn't good. Wait, did the, I say that? Didn't JC, the, did I say that? Didn't Wait, we, uh, I didn't nah, say that, right? Didn't the other oh, okay. the other day? Didn't you say what's the difference between Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown? You said that. Yeah, but th- in this segment, did I say he wasn't good? You're making it sound like it. No, no, no. See, don't assume. If I didn't say it, don't make assumptions. How would Ben Simmons not make Phoenix better? I said, offensively, they would. Offensively, he doesn't know how the. Yeah, that's all I said. You're assuming. You're just assuming that I'm making it seem. But I said, defensively, they're great. But offensively, what's going to happen? If we're being honest right here, against Golden State, you have to be great defensively in order to stop them. And Ben Simmons offers that. Yeah, you do. I mean, the Phoenix only is already team, a top five. Hold on, defense. hold on. In their in their in their final span, the only team that stopped them, they weren't that good defensively, and that was with LeBron. The Cavs now the Cavs in the playoffs were good defensively. Yeah, but though. I'm saying from go, oh, walking in, season, yeah, walking nah, into the season, walking into yeah. see that was the worst defense they played. Yeah. Houston was a great defensive team. Yeah. They weren't that good defense, and they came back in three one. They won, so I don't, you don't, you have to be and LeBron and Kyrie went, both average. Okay, yeah, bananas. Devin Booker can go, can go bananas like LeBron and Kyrie. <laughs> definitely like Kyrie. Definitely like Kyrie. Definitely like Kyrie. Yes. Wow. We seen, we, he had like what two, three, forty point games nah, in the two, finals. Four, two forty point two, games. Okay, in the yeah, he that's can fair, go that's bananas. Fair. That's true. Chris Paul can go bananas, bro. It's Chris 40, Paul. though? <laughs> not 40, not, but he, I don't think right he, can, now. he can give you 25 and 10. Yeah, he can. Not like LeBron. It's LeBron, though, bro. Like, that's a different no, type I of No, I get vibe. it. I get what you're saying. But we also saw Houston that their roster was, wasn't... Yeah. Wasn't near the talent level of Golden State, especially with Kevin Durant. But because the three they point could, shooting, that's what yeah, kept them in. But because they could shoot, but because they could switch one through five, they were able to compete with them defensively. Chris Paul on JJ Reddick's podcast even said that the reason we were able to compete with Golden State was because defensively, our defense was so sound and we could switch one through five. Yeah, for sure. And, and Ben Simmons, bro, Ben Simmons is not this. He's as a score offensively, he doesn't offer much. But as a passer and playmaker, he does offer things that DeAndre Ayton doesn't offer. So you and that can up, open up the offense even more. So you would give up Ayton for Ben Simmons? No, 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 no. You so can't I, I'm that just saying. I, that's why I'm saying. That. That's why I think that this conversation we're having is kind of mute. a moot point because yeah. you got to give they up can't, something. They can't, they can't get Ben Simmons because of his contract. And there's no player that you'll give up on Phoenix's roster to get Ben. But I'm just thinking about a hypothetical I mean, how about situation. I've been hearing JVA, like the, uh, the Pelicans want to move him. Would you do that trade? Do you think JVA's a notch up better than DeAndre? No. Is that Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah. Okay. My was, bad. Yeah. I, I what do you think about good. that? I think he's good, but I don't, now, hold like, on, hold I, don't on. I don't think he fits with Phoenix. Hold on, JC, because you've, you've went on a, this, 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 this agenda that JaVale McGee is as good as DeAndre Ayton. You've went on this agenda. Impact-wise, so, yeah, Okay, yes. so why not give up DeAndre Ayton for Ben Simmons? Why wouldn't that be good for you if you think JaVale McGee can fit that role fine? Even if I wanted to, Philly has Embiid. They're not going to take Ayton. Oh, okay. That's why just I think you have to propose sense. that trade to another team. Just yeah, make, you, just, ha- you would yeah. have to, like, I think you're I Philly wants a shot J- creator guard. I think you're underrating the JVA, yo. I really do, yo. I really do. He's he, he shooting fifty percent from the three point line. Yeah, offensively, you yes. can't be he serious. Can, what you serious that he's better than Aiton? 
Yes, he's better than Aiton. No, I mean like you offensively. Think, yeah, offensively. Did you think that would like put Phoenix not put over? A, not put. A, you said that you need a little bit more scoring. You need something that someone so that's you would better trade, than Aiton. Yeah, but you need an All NBA type of guy. That's like cat. But <laughs> not, but, but we already established that they would yeah, probably wouldn't make JVA that trade. Is JVA is not putting them over the top, bro. Come on, bro. I don't know. I think he's a better option than Aiton, bro. I'm being honest with you. Offense, yeah. He's Defense, way better. No. He's way better. They're gonna put him in a blender, bro. Offensively, he's plus way back better. to the point you made about the small ball lineup. I think Talk the way me. the way to counteract a small ball lineup is either by having a dominant big, which AD. the Suns don't have, or by having a small ball five lineup that can counteract. I it. agree with you, but I, I think the Suns aren't in either position. If Simmons Simmons at the five with Crowder or Cam Johnson and Mikel and D-Book and CP3, that is a very dangerous yeah, lineup. Oh, yeah, we're the offensive, five, and, yeah. and you can, you know, say what you want about Chris Paul and Ben Simmons in terms of handling the oh, ball. Oh, no, I'm fine with that. Ben Simmons, open floor, all shooters around him, I think that can unlock something in Ben's game as well. And if he does have that mindset change, it can be something to look out for. It's I mean, a, yeah. I, I think obviously... This wow, man! Drew's really rubbed off on me, bro. I'm saying obviously, OD, um, <laughs> bro. Um, somebody was like on Twitter that uh, they they're gonna start taking, they're gonna start a, a drinking game for whenever Drew says the word <laughs> obviously. But the contracts don't work. This is a hypothetical with Ben Simmons to Phoenix, but I I think lineup wise, matchup wise, it makes a lot of sense. This is something I would experiment with in 2K. And I would have a lot of fun with in 2K. But I don't think it's realistic. Yeah, I think. But I don't think it's realistic. uh, You're basically telling Ben Sims to turn into Draymond Green for Phoenix. Is Ben not skill-wise capable of that? Yeah, he can do the same thing. On defense, no, but probably, you know. Defense, no, he's. Top, finish top two in defense. We really, we're really, we're gonna do that, aren't we? We know he's one of the. We know, but not. But Ben Simmons is not. Ben Simmons is not Draymond on defense, but he's a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, but all I said was he's not. I think Draymond's really on the tier of his own when it comes to his defense. Honestly, like in my opinion, I think so too. But Ben Simmons is definitely a top five defender in his league. Yeah, probably. So that's still a big over what they have. Probably, yeah, probably. I know Draymond's on a different tier, but Ben, in terms of as of a passer, he's better than Draymond. That is close. I it know it's close. close, but I think Ben Simmons, outside of defense, Ben pretty much does everything better. Outside of shooting and stuff like that. You just said everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But I think finishing, playmaking. Yeah, it's just the whole it's just his mental length. He does have more length. Yeah, he's he's bigger. It's it's, it's, it's just Draymond's just so smart. That matters. IQ it matters is a, big a lot. Thing. Yeah, it matters a lot. So that's why I think Phoenix is like one player away. But even then, they they have the second best defensive net rating. They held a, they held Golden State in the first matchup to under 100 points for the first time in, in 43 games. Yep. Phoenix definitely has one of the better teams in the NBA. I just feel like they're missing that one piece. I think this playoffs is going to change their narrative. If they can do it again, like last year, I think it'll definitely change the whole narrative around them. They just have to do it again. Repeat success. We're going to talk tough. about we're going to talk about Golden State after this segment. Right now, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets and Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. underwent surgery for his lower back. Jamal Murray and Dozier are out with an ACL injury. P.J. Dozier, I think that's how you say it, actually. I mispronounced his name. P.J. got injured earlier this week. MPJ, most likely out for the season. Did the Nuggets make a mistake by paying Michael Porter Jr.? I'll start with you, JC. Um, I do believe that they made a mistake in paying Michael Porter Jr. I mean... 
His contract was hefty. He was coming. He was coming into the season only only averaging ten point six rebounds on fifty five percent free throw shooting, twenty one percent from the three, thirty six percent from the field goal from field goal range, and forty nine percent from mid range shots. So he regressed statistically in all those areas. Those are all career lows. Um, I do have a question. I don't know how much of that was due to the injury that he was dealing with. I mean, I saw like a game where like he was smoked a wide open layup, didn't seem to get enough elevation on the layup. He didn't look the same this year. He, to me, when I was watching him, he didn't look like MPJ from the playoffs last year or the previous year. Defensively, he's still not good. Um, and then it's like, you know, Denver's a small market team, so they're forced to pay those type of players. But I think just just judging off everything that's transpired this season, the, the season-ending injury on top of him not playing well, averaging career lows and everything, I think you have no choice but to say it was kind of a mistake to give him that type of money. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, he was terrible this season. You finna find out how I feel about it. It's terrible. <laughs> when you're a big market team, it's and it's easy to look at this and say, nah, they made a mistake. You know, Denver made a mistake. But teams like Brooklyn, teams like both LA teams, stars come easily. It's easy. Paul George, Kawhi to the Clippers, LeBron, AD, even Westbrook at a point to Lakers. Even before that, Kobe, Shaq. Magic, all these players. You guys, Kevin Durant, Kyrie. Even the Knicks, you were in play. You got Melo. You know, it's like you're a big market, the Mecca. Denver had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Denver had to do it. it you can look at it as a mistake, even though MPJ's in his – I believe he's still in his rookie deal. If yeah. not, it's probably his first year of that contract. You can say it's a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake because at the same time, MPJ still has – buttload of potential yeah and on top of that jamal murray is not back you know mpj was a third option then jamal murray went down he kind of got thrusted into a role i just don't think he was ready for yet he's still 23 years old Mm -hmm. you know he's still young when jamal murray is there he was putting up 19 a game shooting 50 40 79 like that was his splits he was an efficient shooter a 610 long lengthy wing yes Mm -hmm. his defense is very 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 suspect injury history doesn't scare you from him doesn't He's been injured in college, it, been injured in the NBA. I think if, like if it, I think that fact is to my decision. It, it scared them before, but a guy like that, you have to take him. You know what I'm saying? And even even if so, Denver's not gonna get you know, superstars they aren't signed Aaron Gordon. <laughs> yeah, superstar well, they traded for him. Yeah. But superstars aren't running to Denver. Like Denver is not simply and Denver's a nice place, you know, Colorado's cool, but nobody's running to Denver. Jokic is a great great all Talent. NBA top four, top five player. Nobody's gonna run to play with him. No offense, you know. I would, but People aren't doing that. So they have to pay these guys that can potentially turn into superstars or all-stars even. And MPJ, at whether he's not going to play this year. They weren't going to do anything this year. Jamal Murray, he's hurt. Yoke's just carrying them. They weren't going to go to the finals or to the Western Conference Finals. Honestly, this could be a blessing in disguise. MPJ goes out for the year. Okay, this offseason we walk in, Jamal Murray, MPJ, Let's get them fully healthy. Let's re-gear for next year. They're both still relatively young. They can mm-hmm. continue to get better. We get this unit young. Jokic is still young. We retool and we get better. That's still a very dangerous trio. So it's like, I don't think it was a mistake. You know, it's just a bit of bad luck right now. I still think they made the right move because at the same time, MPJ can be a superstar. He can, I guarantee he'll definitely be an all-star at least. Mm-hmm. He just needs to obviously get better and he's still relatively young. This wasn't a mistake. Denver didn't make a mistake by paying him. I don't believe that in the slightest. And because he's not going to make an All-NBA team this season, about 30 to $40 million gets 
written off his contract. No. So what should have been a two hundred plus million dollar deal is now five year, one hundred seventy two million dollar deal. Still a lot of money. There's no doubt. But like you said, he has a lot of potential. And last year, you mentioned with him playing with Jamal Murray, he averaged 19 on great efficiency. When he went out, he was averaging 24 to 25 a game mm-hmm. on great efficiency still. In the playoffs, he didn't play that well. But in the regular season, when he had to step up as a second guy, he he definitely did step up. Before the draft, the Clippers doctors said that MPJ probably would never play basketball again. And that's why they took Shea and they took Jerome Robinson and they let MPJ slip and MPJ slipped to the 14th pick. His injury history is concerning. MPJ missed his loan season at Missouri because of back surgery. His rookie season in the NBA, he had back surgery. Now he has another back surgery. He's had three back surgeries in the last four years. Right now, Denver, with this current team, Jamal Murray going out with an ACL, MPJ, his back injuries, this is giving me flashbacks of Portland in early 2010 with Brandon Roy, his knee problems with Greg Golden, his knee problems. We were looking at Portland as a potential dynasty. Not, I wouldn't say dynasty, but powerhouse. we were looking at Portland as a powerhouse Definitely. with Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Greg Golden. Last year, I think most people had Denver as the best young core in the league with Jokic, MPJ, and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray can come back from his ACL. An ACL isn't what it once was. But MPJ's back injury, having three surgeries in the last four years, that is serious. And the Nuggets just remind me of a team that we might be looking back years from now and saying, man, if they all stayed healthy... They could have been special. They could have been a powerhouse. But injuries just ruined what could have been a great run. It's You know you know what's crazy about that? Think about it. If Portland, if that uh, powerhouse Portland, if Brandon Roy and Greg Gordon stay healthy, they probably never get Dame. They don't. Which means they probably, it's possible they Dame goes somewhere else, blossoms. But then that could be a blessing in disguise. But that was the Nets pick. Mm, that's crazy. would have went to us, yeah. We traded Gerald Wallace for him. <laughs> Gerald Wallace had that one year, bro. We really traded Gerald really? Wallace for Dame, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Denver, they're in a tough spot, but I think, you know, his back injury... That's concerning, man. You talk, you it talked is. about the, the play where he smoked the layup. He came up limping after that. Yeah, I know. After that play, and that was versus the Rockets. You're right. This season, he's averaging 10 points, 7 rebounds, he's 2 been assists. Stinky. Yeah, he, he's been horrible this year. I think it possibly could have been because of the injury. Yeah, I think so, you too. Know? I, I got I mean, a question for you guys, though. MPJ's out for the year for Denver. Jamal Murray can return from his ACL injury, but it's smarter for Denver to sit him out. Should the Nuggets just sit out Jokic too and tank the season? They can get, they have, they own their first round pick. What if they can land a Holmgren or a Boncaro or a Jabari Smith in the draft? I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think Jokic is sit. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sitting my star play. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't do it. You don't think Denver should tank the season, like you said? They should tank the season, but they won't tank. the Denver's season. a small market team. They're not going to get big time free agents. But you and remember, in the draft is there is there a chance to get a big time guy? There's also a chance to bust that that new lottery. It's a chance they don't get in that top five. Yeah, but it's a chance that they do. And I think 
you know more about the draft prospects than me. I don't know who's in the top 10. I only know like the main guys. But what if they can get, you know, next year having a fully healthy MPJ with Jamal Murray, with Jokic, with Aaron Gordon, with a Jabari Smith or Bon Carroll, like imagine how how we're looking at Denver. We're looking at Denver like, wow, this can be yeah, a potential back to back championship team. Like we this could be a dynasty. I don't know. I think I would probably I mean, try and tank the season. You think so? Yeah. I mean, well, they're eleven and twelve right now. They're not really gonna be doing much this season. But even if the, even if Denver's a playing team though, like I, even if Denver's a playing team and they have the some odds to get a high lottery pick, like let's say fourteenth mm-hmm. best odds to get a lottery pick. Based on Denver's draft history, I trust them to draft well they within draft that lottery. Yeah. yeah, they'll be fine, regardless of where they get you know where they uh get a pick out. I think they'll be fine. I, I don't think Denver should blatantly tank, but I think that they shouldn't play Jokic on back to backs. They should rest him a lot. And if you're a playing team at the end of the season, that's not the worst thing ever because now you're going to draft a highly touted prospect with Mm -hmm. a lot of potential. And now you bring that guy into this core of Jokic, MPJ, Murray, Aaron Gordon as well. Will Barton probably most likely going to stay with Monte Morris? I mean, we're looking at a real dangerous team right here. I think you could let my uh, Will Barton walk. I think Will Barnes been there, been really good this year. I do, has, but I think has. if you get a lottery pick, right, and say, for example, you draft like a Jaden Ivey or something or a Jabari Smith, you can let Will Barnes walk. Bones has clearly shown that he can be that guy off the bench. So but that's more Monte Morris' role. What you mean? Like, I think Nashawn, if, if he would, if he would uh, take on a bigger role, it would affect Monte Morris' minutes. No, no. If they're fully healthy. No, think about it, because think about it. You just if, if they get Jabari Smith— Will Barton, real, isn't, Will Barton isn't starting anymore. I know, but Will Barton's not a starter if they're fully healthy. Yeah, but it, if you let if you let Will Barton walk, you let Bones walk into that just scoring mentality role. You let Morris be the point guard off the bench. Bones just be that six-man Jamal Crawford type of player off the bench. That's a very small guard lineup. It is, but eh, who cares at this point? So who are the top ten prospects in, in college right now? Um... Paola, however you say his name, baby. Oh, you got Chet, you got Jaden Ivey, you got Jabari Smith Jr., you got uh, Jaden Harvey from the G League. You got. Oh, imagine if the Nuggets can get Jaden Hardy. That's his name, right? Jaden Hardy? Yeah. <laughs> you got Scoot Henderson out the G League. Bro, Jaden Hardy fills that two guard role for the Nuggets as well. If they can luck into Jaden Hardy, wow. You got Jalen Duran. You got uh, Dyson Daniels from overseas. He might. Get into the draft. You guys, it's a few good guys. Kennedy Chandler, you know, he's good. Point guard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a few good guys. Denver can go in multiple opportunities. I mean, I, I would like to get. I like for them to get another wing, probably. So if, if you're Denver, are you trying to make the playoffs? <sighs> I'm just gonna try to be as competitive as I can. Yeah, because like it's. You still have Jokic. You know, he's he's going to do what he do every night. I always yeah. just try to be as competitive as I can. If we don't make the playoffs, I won't be mad, though. It just makes sense for Denver. For example, the Clippers, it doesn't make sense. Clippers don't have any first-round picks. Yeah. You know, yeah. tanking the season makes no sense for them. They're just going to give OKC a higher pick. Yeah. But for Denver, it makes a lot of sense. I would sense. probably play your route. You know, don't have Jokic on back-to-back nights. You know, sit him a couple times on long stretches. You know, stuff like that. Not like... Blainly tanking, but just rest them as much as possible. Yeah. 
the Nuggets, man, they yeah. have a lot of decisions Now he's to really going to have to carry. Like, it's backpack season. Who, Jokic? Yeah. War- Barton has been really good the, this season. I think he's averaging 17, 18 a game. Will Barton, he's been really good. We're going to move on to Golden State. Like I said before. He's backpacking right now. They're Jokic, right he, now? I guess the Knicks. He is. Who's winning? What's the score? Uh, 60 to 49. Who's winning? The uh, Nuggets. <clears throat> Pick the Knicks to win. You guys are he's horrible. Got, right now, he's for got someone that talks so down on the Knicks, you sure do got a lot of confidence when putting in your bets on us. This is like my third bet on y'all. That's and you lost lot. every single one? Yeah. <laughs> I think I thought you guys were going to come out blazing. You lost twice this week. You lost to us. You lost to the Nets. I'm thinking, all right, they home. It's about to get active. They're mad. Randall's been mad all week. They can no. still come back. It's 11 points. They always, they, they, they've come back twice already. Lose. Yeah, we beat. We was up by uh, twenty. They came back. Y'all was the killing them. They but came the Nets back. and the Bulls are better than the Nuggets, so this might be the only team that they can pull that off against. You they play know. down the competition. They're weird. You know, when we did that under on that overrated segment, Julius Randle should have been there instead of Sabonis, probably. Oh, now this. <laughs> you don't think so, though? Yeah, I'm asking you. Which he's he's regressed this year. When, think, when thinking about it, like Sabonis. Is Sabon- he really overrated? Because he plays in a small market. Nobody watches Indiana. But like Julius Randle. I don't think Julius New Randall's York, overrated. The Mecca. Don't so. You don't think he's even slightly overrated? I think the only people that overrates him is Kevin on Twitter. Um, are <laughs> Knicks fans? I don't yeah. know. So you think Sabonis is more overrated? Yeah. I think Randall, like... <laughs> I don't really think so. I think when people talk about Sabonis, they like think they're he's on like... the same tier. When people talk about Sabonis, they think he's like this stud guy, like this elite... <laughs> Do it all big, and it's like, bro, no. Is he, he's an all star, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. That so was Randall. What do you mean, yeah, I guess? But Randall's like a different type of all star. Like Randall had one good year. If we bro. were to give a revised well, you, list, you, okay. If you if you t- put Sabonis on the Knicks last year, they do not go to the playoffs. And I fully believe that they don't go to the playoffs. They don't even get that. Even if they do, they wait with RJ, barely with get RJ Barrett's as a player. Progression as a player and everybody playing the way they're playing with the yeah, and you just and defensively so, they were that good. No, no. See, this is what you think. They're defensively oh, right. that good because Randall's still is a good, really yeah, Randall, good defender. Randall improved as you a defender, plug yeah. Sabonis in, they barely get in. Sabonis maybe. is a better passer. Yeah, that's cool. That means a lot, though. No, that's cool. Yeah. No, it is. That's cool. But he's a. Different, you don't think he's a better offensive player than him? I think he's a different type of offensive player. He's a different type of passer. He's too. like a back to the basket type. Yeah, of guy. he's like a he's like a passer out of like a like pick and rolls and at the. If post. we had to give a revised list of the most overrated players, I think Tobias Harris should be one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mr. Mitter. He opened his. He opened my eyes because I used to think Tobias was actually a good player. Because I used Mitter. to listen. He is a good player. I used to listen to. He's no, he's a good player. But I used to listen to, to Philly fans and Philly fans rave about him. Like you know who else? CJ McCollum. Yeah, it's looking like that. Recently. It's hard to say. That. I like his game so much. He, he's he's making thirty mil a year and doesn't give you that level of production. So we're basing it off. Contract. You should have based it off the contracts. Yeah. But I, I, and Julius Randle could be third, but his contract it's is very team friendly. Yeah, That's why I wouldn't say that. So it's hard to find a third. I told you Lonzo was overrated, though. You thought I was playing. Lonzo's playing. Wait, 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 wait. He's doing it again. When did I? I never. I said he was rated, bro. I never said he was an all star. I did never. Have you, have you seen the t- comments on TikTok? No, I haven't seen the comments on TikTok. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys know what the comments were. When I said Lonzo was overrated, it was like towards the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. Actually, an even better example. Drew was here, and we were talking about our favorite role players, and mm-hmm. Drew was like Lonzo. And I was like, yeah, he's a role player. Right. The comments were, "How is Lonzo a role player?" 
That's why I'm he telling is, you he's overrated. But people I, don't think Lonzo is a role he's player. Why are thinking I think no, that. I'm, I'm not saying you think that, but I'm saying it's crazy how people you, really think is insane. Lonzo is is a st- an all star caliber guy. His fan his fan base is insane. Like bro. people were really arguing, how is Lonzo a role player? How is he not? He's the fourth option yeah, on his option. team. No, he's for sure. He averages twelve a game. He's a really great role player, though. He is a great role player. Great role player. Fantastic role player. He's probably gonna be one of the better role players in the league for years to come but that doesn't change the fact that he's I a think role player people just i don't know it's, it's, like it's the hype him coming into the league they're still holding on to that he has a really big superstar fit. type he's, of, you know that he, they think i don't he know can be. he's 23 bro I, I don't know like i i really don't know he can be maybe he could be better i'm not saying i'm not banking on the all-star i'm just glad he's here doing he's his job how much better guys. is he than caruso I think they're probably on the same tier, if I'm being honest. You don't watch Bulls games. You don't think they're on the same tier? Nah. nah. Defensively, though, they're close. De- no, defensively, Caruso's Caruso's better. probably better. That's what I'm Caruso's saying. Caruso's, but, Caruso's but, a dog. But as a, Running and playmaking and all that. As a playmaker. Even as a shooter. As a Lonzo shooter. better. Yeah, right. Yeah. But Caruso's been having a down year as a shooter so far. Caruso's Caruso been is spectacular 30, bro. this year. What does H have to do with this? No, because because no. Caruso is thirty, yeah. Lonzo's twenty three, sure and he probably like twenty eight, twenty nine. But well, what does H have to do with this? Being question. as if Lonzo can be better than what he is, I right never now. said that. No, but you 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 tend to put a cap on Lonzo's like like. <laughs> I, I think no, you have. I think you tend to put a cap. This is who he's gonna be. But that you you it's hard, it's funny for you to say that because Julius Randle became an All NBA player at twenty six. Yeah, he's been in league since that was 19. Anomaly. That was an anomaly. It's an, but it can Wait, happen. but Julius had a had an all-star level season with the Pelicans uh, when he was 24. When he oh, was yeah, he definitely did. But it's like, Lonzo can be better. He just, you know what I'm saying? You got to wait and see. So there's no cap on his ceiling. Yeah, he's 23. Bro, but hold on. This isn't a potential question. I just asked no, right, right now, now Caruso versus Lonzo, are they not in the same tier of players? What's Lonzo's tier? I don't even know what Lonzo's tier is. Is, is Lonzo in like the Dejounte Murray tier? What the no? Thank you. Dejounte's not absolutely not. Thank you. Absolutely. Right, so Odante's crazy. Dejounte's way better. I was telling him Dejounte was way better. No, Dante was. For ex- okay, this is a better question. If Caruso's starting instead of Lonzo, how much are you losing? Well, they're both still on my team. Let's just say Caruso's a starter, Lonzo's the backup. What, is there a big I just difference? Can't see a world that You're losing. I can't see a world where that happens either. But I'm. That, I'm just trying to. We're just gauging where you're these losing, players are you're at. You're probably just losing the spacing at the moment. Yeah, Lonzo was a forty percent three point shooter, right? They still leave him open sometimes, though. I mean, Knicks were letting him take open threes. I don't he know was, why. I don't. Yeah, I mean, he was when, missing. when you have Zach and Demar, bro, you gotta just like gotta just and leave, some, yeah, you gotta leave somebody on fire open. That day too. Somebody's got to be open. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I think they're like in the same tier of players. I don't know if one. I, I don't think know if Lonzo's, Lonzo's slightly. Better. I mean, one, I think Lonzo's one guy, slightly better. One guy has been a backup for most of his career for a reason. So and one guy starting only because he was a second overall pick. Uh, that's not true, though. He deserves to be a starter on the Bulls. Yeah, you, that's not. There's been well, some. I, don't do you're that. right. You're right. Yeah, that but was hate. That was hate. He's, he's been <laughs> he was starting. He was fake he a started, agent. He started his first two seasons because he was a second overall. Yeah, but after that, but he didn't deserve that. Those years, he was he was awful. No, I agree. But he's 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 a starter. He's been a starter for the Pelicans. And he's a starter Pelicans for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Yeah, you just guy. don't like Lonzo. Right? I, I, I just think Lonzo's overrated, bro. Everybody thinks he's a star. Where he's a role player, I don't know how he's. Not, how are you? A you think he's on the same? You think he's player? on the same tier as a Ricky Rubio? He's better than Rubio because no, you like Rubio. 
I love Rubio. <laughs> I think he's be- he's better than Rubio. I mean, I- I've been hearing Lonzo fans say that he's better than Darius Garland and all this stuff. So yeah, I that's can ridiculous. see where that overrated that's stuff ridiculous. Come. Yeah, people DeJounte think Lonzo somebody's not. That's not me. I just need you. Oh, to know Dante, it's not me. Goes crazy for. Me. I know where Lonzo stands, and I'm fine with where he stands. The Golden State Warriors. We talked briefly about them when we did the Sun segment, but we're gonna talk about them and give them their own topic because they deserve it. They've been the best team in the NBA. And Klay Thompson and James Wiseman haven't even played for them this season. They're 19-3, first in the West right now. Warriors beat the Suns, blew them out on Friday and night after losing 104-96 on Tuesday. Series is now 1-1. Christmas game coming up. Klay probably is playing for that. They've won their 11th straight home game by double digits. And Klay Thompson, James Wiseman... They were brought to the G League, the, the Santa Cruz Warriors, and Clay, Clay Thompson hit a game-winning three in the scrimmage. And Wiseman is is it's going to take longer for him to return than Clay. Clay is going to return before him. Clay is much more further along. But how dangerous will this Warriors team be once Wiseman and Clay come back? Riv, I know you on Twitter before have said that. You don't you don't know where the Warriors' true ceiling is until you see those players come back. I don't know if you mean it in a positive way or in a negative way. D- do you see any scenario where they can get worse with these two? Because I don't think so. I think Clay. No, I think what it like with Wiseman. It's you know because we you know when he came in, he played two college basketball games. He was raw. Yeah, he came in. He didn't play ball since then. He was raw. He was just going through training. And I don't like the idea of just training for a year and then going into the league. Like, you have to have some type of game time experience. He came in. He When he was in the lineups, the Warriors weren't that good. You know, Steph was bad when he was playing with him. Oubre, Wiggins, like, they just were bad when Wiseman was in the lineups. But that was because he hasn't played ball. He was still raw. He's still a rookie. When he comes in this year, he's still going to he's gonna be a relatively a little bit more advanced, but it's still Gonna, we, we want to see what he's going to look like. Can he be able to catch the ball consistently? Is he going to be able to have that soft touch around the rim? Can he bang with bigs? You know, he is a big body, but can he use his strength? You know, so I think with Wiseman, he he's the one guy that can positive can affect him positively or negatively. With Clay, there is no negative. Yeah. He's going to come back. He's going to shoot the lights out. May not be as great defensively, but that's why you have Wiggins. Wiggins is a really great all ball defender. You still have Draymond. This team is number one defense in the league. You have GP. Clay doesn't have to come back and automatically be that all NBA defender that or you need guard him to the be. Best player doesn't have to. Yet. Wiggins is there. Clay can guard your second or your third. So with Clay, it's nothing but positive. I just think right now, with Clay come back, you know, Jordan Poole's gonna now come up the bench. What is that gonna do for his or should pr- he? progression? Anyways, Draymond already told you. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but what is that gonna do for Jordan Poole's, you know? progression how is that going to affect him but i think overall like you can't look at clay coming back and think it's anything is a negative for wiseman it's just a little little tweaks in the system like what's he going to do for this team is he going to make them bad or worse but other than that i think this is going to be great for them you know getting clay back in that building getting clay back for steph and draymond they love playing together finally I've been and it's, to see clay yeah we haven't seen clay play in two years you know so it's great for basketball and it's just, you know, this just makes me happy because Steph is just going to get another ring. So it's, <laughs> it makes me extremely happy. So I'm excited to see these guys play. JC, you had the Warriors as the fifth seed in your Western Clown. Conference preview rankings. I didn't. Yes, you did. I had, I, had them, I had them anywhere from, from one to three. No, no, no. It was fourth nah, and fifth. No, again, you did no, not have them top three. I had fifth. I had Dallas. I had Dallas. Well, you fourth, didn't have I had them Denver. top three. 
Yes, I did. It was it was L.A. I don't, mean, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember you were low on Golden State. Oh yeah, but you, you saw the next Drew. video when I saw them play. I was like, okay, I changed my mind. Oh okay. So but, um, you know how how much have they surprised you this year, and I mean, how dangerous are they going to be once Clay and Wiseman come back? I mean, it's 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 been a it's been a huge surprise. I mean, this is a team that got bounced out in the play-in last year with relatively you know the same roster other than you like Bielitsa and everybody, but Jordan Poole's emergence, him becoming a better. Score, ISO score, fitting the system well. You sign these good players like Bielitsa, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. I mean, this this is a team that's like average, is number one in, in average margin of victory in 13, which is ridiculous. They're number one in points per game. They're they're just they're number one in, in, in three point percentage. They're they're just they take care of the basketball. This is a team that's just like a well oiled machine machine. Their system's been playing really you know, it's been benefiting them. Uh I think the addition of Clay Thompson is only going to help. This is a guy who obviously is a three-time championship uh, champion. He's used to the Warrior system. He's had success with Steph Curry. He's one of the best off-ball players ever as well. One of the best shooters, plus defender. When he was, you know, when he was injury-free, I don't know how he's going to come back. But you know, alluding to Rivers' point, I mean, you have Andrew Wiggins, GP. You have other guys that can step up and. I don't want to say hide Curry because Curry's actually been pretty good defensively this year. So I think that narrative kind of has to die too. So I mean. You're adding these. You're adding Clay Thompson back, another plus defender to a team that's already a lead on defense. They're number one across the board in a lot and just a lot of things. Opponent, opponent shooting percentages, and you know, I, I saw a stat that like I thought the Nets. I was funny. I thought the Nets were the best third quarter team in the NBA until I saw that the Warriors were number one in third quarter until I actually watched them play. But they're number one in the third quarter. They're number one in the fourth quarter. So they're they're blowing people out and holding people to like. I mean, in the third quarter, they hold their opponents to 22 points per game in the fourth 20. Like, that's ridiculous. So you're adding Klay Thompson back to that. James Wiseman, like I said, when I saw him, he was raw. You know, he 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 looked like he looked like he needed like that extra time to be playing in college to get, you know, to get acclimated to the game. But I mean, he like he he's he was the number one overall pick. He has a just a boatload of potential Two, huh? He was number two. Pardon me. He has a boatload of potential. And the. Warriors right now are having success with Kavon Ludi. So if, you know, if James Wiseman comes back Champion. and he's underwhelming, you can always plug in Kavon Looney, who knows the Warriors system well, and he's a solid, you know, he's a solid center. He's nothing crazy. Start, but you, Champion for starting a, a team. But you want you want James Wiseman to fill that void. But, I mean, getting those two guys back I, with this unit, I just think that this team is ridiculous. I don't, <laughs> this is going to be crazy when Clay comes back. So you did indeed have them fourth. You had Jazz, fourth. Lakers, yeah, I know Suns. I, I know I did. Yeah, you yeah, said fourth. fifth. You tried to violate. No, you tried fourth or fifth. That's I was like, but, he tried to violate. but time out. Could y'all hear me out though? I had the Lakers. This this is the season before we knew anything was going on. I no, the, we can't hear y'all because we had them top yeah, two. We knew no, Golden State was going to be no. Nice. But listen yeah. though, you had the I had the Lakers. Obviously, lol. Yuck. I had the Jazz. Good regular season team. Now, I don't. Third I, don't right I, now. I think before you go, the Suns. I don't think that's bad. The Jazz. The Jazz. Are getting yes, overlooked right now. We haven't are. talked about them, but we got to talk about them. They soon. can give the Suns a run for their money too in the series. They can. You had the Lakers at one. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is you. I mean, and now it looks stupid. Now he had the Jazz at one. Lakers oh. at two. Yeah, you had the Jazz at two because you just solely put your They're emotion into LeBron. Team. No, you put your emotion into LeBron. I mean, so I, it was LeBron. Rev, yours, yours was Suns, Jazz, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers. What's mine? Nats. What's mine? What's mine? Yours was. Yours was Jazz, Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Nuggets, Mavs, Clippers, Grizzlies. What's wrong with that? Mine's was Suns, Warriors. I'm pro- I'm gonna get the top two correct. If if the Suns are better than Warriors, well, yeah. I had the Suns, Warriors, Jazz, which they're the best three right now. I had the Lakers at four, the T Wolves at five, 
Six Nuggets, seven Clippers, and eight Mavs. What was mine again? Yours was Suns, Jazz, Warriors, Lakers at four, Nuggets five, Clippers six, Blazers seven, Mavericks eight. So we both have the top three. I had Dallas fifth, you said, right? Because we both have Jazz, Suns, Warriors in our top three. No, you had the Mavericks six. Yeah, we we both had the Suns, Jazz, Warriors. You guys are you two. You two guys, man. How? Silly rabbits. I mean, we, I mean, could you could you blame me? It was a healthy you, Lakers team coming you back were with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. You, you were, you, it's it was not too even, much. It, it was too much emotion it's not to that. Emotion. It's just nah, it was. On, on, no, mine was just viewed off paper. Off paper. I mean, on paper, they didn't look good with Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. See what you're doing? It's but emotion. They, no, but no, but it's, it's emotion. How's that emotion? That I'm solely looking at. Westbrook's an 83 overall in 2K. Yo, that's disrespectful. Bro, he's been playing good. Yo. Yo, no, how is he an eighty three? Not, I, I think they. Yo, did have you seen his last? Have you have you guys seen his nah, last eight games? He's been good. He's been good. He should have definitely got a roster update. You got to think about it though. Before he's like an eighty six, eighty five. He probably dropped. But this was this is a Warriors topic, and I didn't get. Where did you have the Lakers? Four. Really? Did I have them four? I had them four too. And him too. Uh, four or five. One of those two. Oh yeah. wow, you guys weren't high on them at all. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't very high. I mean, at least I didn't say it was going to win sixty five games. But th- <laughs> this is this is a, a a Warriors topic. I haven't given my take on it yet. Yeah, I think with Clay and Wiseman, this this team is they're just supercharged. I don't know how any team's going to stop them in the playoffs. They're going to be on a different level. Clay averaged 21 and a half with with KD. They're shooting 40% from 3, which isn't even what he shoots for his career. He shoots 42% from 3. In the playoffs, he averaged 21 and shot 44% from 3. We know how clutch Clay is. We know how great of a shooter he is despite his injuries which are are, are her concern, his shooting will be there. His defense, it's going to take him some time, but I think it's going to come eventually. Me too. And you're right. When I talked about Jordan Poole and Clay, I disrespected Clay. OD. And Draymond <laughs> has talked about that because I've watched Draymond interviews. He says Clay has heard all the disrespect. So I, I wouldn't. Def, I wouldn't be. Su- I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond showed Clay the clip yep. of me saying he should come off the bench, and Clay's just more more fueled <laughs> off that. Like who is this guy? Yeah, that, like, that's awesome. No, I mean I don't root for players to fail. I hope Clay comes back and he's he's great. He's one of my faves. When we talk about teams, we often talk about players and we talk about their impact, and deservedly so because I think they deserve a lot of the credit. Something that's getting overlooked here is. The guy who's taken charge of their defensive scheme, of their coaching, Mike Brown, who was with the Cavaliers, came from the Greg Popovich tree, which is known for great defense, with the Cavs, made the finals with LeBron and um, Zindris Gogowskis, Drew Gooden. I think he has like three number ones. No, that was the, Mo Williams wasn't that. Yo, they, were the, they were the number Eric one defense Snow, then too. Eric Snow, Larry Hughes, LeBron, Gogowskis, and Drew Mo Gooden. People always, they made the finals. Right? No. Oh, right? people, yeah. o- people always talk about how LeBron carried that team, and he did. There's no doubt. Defensively, but he didn't. I know he did. And say. that's what I'm saying. Defensively, <laughs> that's why they made the finals, because they yes. were that great defensively, and yes. that is Mike Brown. Even against Mike Spurs, Brown has been great defensively. All close games, low-scoring games. Last year, Jaron Collins was take, took over their defense, but this year it's Mike Brown. Even though Mike Brown has been on the staff for years now, this year, 99.8 defensive rating, the best for, for the best defensive rating the Warriors have had like in decades. I mean, this is next-level stuff. And an interesting thing that I found out about Mike Brown, because I read this article from The Athletic from uh, Tim Kawakami, who's probably a Warriors B reporter, and he interviewed Mike Brown. And Mike Brown said a lot of interesting stuff. For one, the Warriors have defensive awards. 
that they give out game to game. And they also give out a monthly award. He doesn't give those awards to Wiggins or Draymond. He doesn't give it to Draymond because he's like, your, your, your award is DPOI. You need to worry about that. He made that for guys like Curry and Jordan Poole and be Elitsa and, and all these other guys to to step up defensively. And it, cool. it gives them incentives to play defense. Motivation. And you can see everybody, Curry. everybody on Golden State is bought in defensively. And I think Mike Brown has a lot to do with it. He's a really passionate guy. Draymond has talked about his passion and how when they do defensive drills, his eyes are almost popping out of his sockets because he's so amped up about doing it. And Brown also talked about Wiseman. After the Suns beat Golden State on Tuesday, Mike Brown said, I was really surprised with DeAndre Ayton's perimeter defense. And that has excited him for James Wiseman because he said James Wiseman is bigger. He's more athletic. If if Wiseman could understand the system, defensively, he can be a menace. And Mike Brown has talked about how much it's it's going to mean for James Wiseman to develop into that because he can be maybe he won't give them Andrew Bogut minutes maybe he can give the Festus Azili minutes and that would still be huge back in you know 2015 but if James Wiseman is further along in his development we're talking about a guy who can switch on the perimeter we're talking about a guy who has great length we're talking about about a guy who already has an NBA body at his young age I mean this defense can take can 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 be on another level with Wiseman. And he's talked about Clay. He said that Clay is going to take a while to get into the gist of things, but with these defensive incentives and the new player of the months, right. I think Clay Thompson, once he gets back, his first goal is to win a defensive player of the month award on the Warriors mm-hmm. and try to prove to people that he can still be a great defender. And then you talk about Steph, Clay being great on defense, Wiggins being a lockdown defender, Draymond Green being one of the best defenders of all time, and and Wiseman, if he can figure it out, and this team is is next level, and it's going to be fun to watch. You know, with the new rules, I think Clay will be able to figure it out a little bit better because now you can get a little bit more physical, so he'll be be okay. And you know, with Wiseman, this is why he was the number two pick. You know, he and I'm not saying I'm not comparing both of these guys, but he literally is just as long as Evan Mobley. And he's probably more athletic than Evan Mobley. And yeah. he's bigger than Evan Mobley. This is why he was the number two pick. He's just as agile. He's longer. He's stronger. And he's bigger. Like, Evan Mobley's skinny. You know, he, granted, he's different. He's not dumb. comparing <laughs> him as a player. but as from He's a, Tim Duncan. Yeah, from a size perspective. <laughs> from a size, James Wiseman is literally bigger than Evan Mobley with his size. So it's like, this is why he was the number two pick. He can really be a game changer. So it just depends. Like you said, Mike Brown, if he can get it in his head, if he can understand the system, you got a guy. Now you can literally switch one through five with a big out there, just like what Cleveland does. They switch one through five. And you can now do that with Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and Wiseman. Even Steph now. Steph is over there guarding superstars sometimes, and he's holding his own. Now you've got five guys that can do it. It's, it's, it's crazy. I think the most interesting part about Go to say it is that their team is well-constructed all around and can play different based on the matchup. And that haunts teams a lot. For example, the Utah Jazz, they're a prime example. They play one way, and when a team like the Clippers goes small, yeah, they have a lot of trouble because they can't match that lineup. Golden State, if they if they have to go small one game, okay, Bielitsa, 
You know, you'll be our five Otto off the bench. The you know, you can yeah, have Otto, good. JTA, Gary Payton, Jordan Poole off the bench once Clay comes back. James Wiseman, Kayvon Looney. I mean, Golden State is legitimately one to like 14 deep, and they can play <laughs> so many guys. It's it's this is the deepest team in the NBA, and I don't see how they don't make the finals. Like I think they're gonna be they're gonna win the championship if Brooklyn doesn't have Kyrie. And at this point, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like Kyrie's coming back. And if we get into the all-star break and Kyrie still hasn't come back, I don't even trust Brooklyn to mesh chemistry-wise mm, to yeah. be able to beat a Golden State because they'll go to state. Right now, they're figuring things out. Their chemistry is insane. The talent is insane. I don't see any team beating them. I think they can beat us with Kyrie. I think they can, too. I think they're that smart as a team. They're just really, they just play basketball smarter than everybody else. If you just want, like, you just watch them play. They're just a team full of high IQ players. Like, Brooklyn's more like isolation players. I don't think Brooklyn, as a team, is smarter than Golden State as a team. And that kind of matters, you know, having that IQ and having, you know, that system and being smart, that matters in the long run. So I still think that they could beat the Nets with Kyrie Irving. And talking about Brooklyn, one of the main criticisms about Brooklyn so far in the Steve Nash tenure has been that Steve Nash isn't a very good coach. And Steve Nash, he's getting better. He's getting better, but he gets criticized a lot for not being a very good coach. And it seems like Hall of Fame point guards that transition into coaching usually aren't that aren't that good. Jason Kidd was an example who he's been better with Dallas, of course, Steve Nash, and now Chauncey Billups with Portland. It's way too early to write him off. But right now, Portland has some problems. Neil O'Shea, who was their president, GM, basically ran the entire organization. He got fired for mis for workplace misconduct. And before the season, the offseason, he said that this is the best roster he's ever assembled around Dan. <laughs> and the big time moves he made was Cody Zeller, and Tony, Tony Snell. Snell, and Larry Nance Jr. You know, <laughs> I can't believe he said that. I thought that year they went to the WCF, that was their best roster. When they got swept? I thought last year's was the best roster. That one too, but I thought... When that, they got swept by Curry? Yeah, I thought that was because they had Seth, you know, yeah, Nurkic just playing good. That was a really good... Were, I like that were, team. They were beating the Warriors by double oh, yeah, no, they were every game, yeah, but they just I, came I, I really like that. That team was just more exciting to watch. Last year was a really good team too. I thought Robert Covington... This illusion that he still is a great defender, that's probably done now. Because this dude, he just, I don't know what's wrong with him. He used to be really great on defense. and he just The Blazers are 11-12, and 12, and they have lost by 31 to the Spurs at home, 30 to the Clippers, a 20, a 29-point loss to Denver, collapse against Sacramento, and a 22-point loss against Utah. And you mentioning Covington segues perfectly into this. Chauncey Billups admitted in a press conference post-game publicly that Covington can't guard the perimeter. He's admitted that. He's admitted that we don't have a lockdown guy. We don't have a perimeter stopper. And this is a conflict because Chauncey Billups, he knows. when he got the job in Portland, Chauncey, he wants to do three things. And in his press conferences, he has said repeatedly that he wants these three things to change in Portland. He wants them to stop being so isocentric. He wants them to move the ball better. He wants better effort. And he wants defensive intensity and he wants Portland to be a good defensive team. So right now, Chauncey's trying to change around their defense, change their the effort, and how they play offensively. But so far, it hasn't worked. And I don't think it's a testament to Chauncey. I think the roster just isn't constructed in that way. Dame can't play defense. CJ can't play defense. Covington 
is is not a good on ball defender. He's a help defender, and even then, he's up and down. Norman Powell is six three, playing small forward. He's all right, though. And, and Nurkic, yeah, because, Nurkic at one point was a great defender. Now you see it in spurts because of his injuries that he, the leg injury he dealt with. It's hard to recover from that, and he still hasn't, he still hasn't fully recovered. Nasir Little has been good though. Nasir Little has been He's a, a pleasant defender. surprise. So, so that begs this question: How does Portland get better? How do they move forward? Oh, the Neil Olshay thing, know. I do mis- misconduct thing, sad, unfortunate situation. Hopefully, the workers, you know, prayers out to them. But for the Blazers, I mean, how do they get better? We've been talking about them blowing it up for for probably two years now. Blowing it up. I mean, is it the time to do it now? Yeah, I I said it, and it's crazy. I said it when they lost to Denver. I think we all agreed it's time. That was a series they should have won. No yeah. Jamal Murray. You're clearly the favorites, and this is the second time this happened where you walked in as the favorites and you lost to the lower seed, one being against the Pelicans. Pelicans. Granted, no, nah, there is no granted. You lost. Um, this one last year, you lose. Grant Dame put on a Go show, off. put on a show. His teammates did not help him. But at the same time, you should have blew it up last year. And I, I'm I'm high on Chauncey, but I'm very emotional about it. That's just from emotion. I like Chauncey. I just want him to succeed. That, this, that's just an emotional thing from a – analyst perspective the team isn't constructed the way he want he's looking at it. he he wants to make this detroit I, I i can see it clear as day in the way he's talking he wants he wants to bring this back to detroit days where his team was very ball movement they were great a great defensive team and their culture was just different they had a mindset to play for each other every night you saw the effort Every night, whether even they're getting blown out, you saw the effort every night with that Detroit team. There was no egos on that team. There was everybody playing for each other. And I think he wants to bring that here. And I applaud him. And I think the one way they can do it is they blow it up. Yeah. You know, Nasir Little. Is that how you say his first name? Nasir Little. Thank you. Nasir Little and Fernay Simmons. They've been a pleasant surprise. They've been good. Obviously, you and keep Fernie them. Simons. Thank you. And Fernie Simons. You keep them. They're the young guys. Okay. You keep those two guys. Nurkic, Powell, Dame, CJ. You have to go. And I said this before, but Knicks fans laughed at me. Dame to New York can happen. It should happen. It's a possibility. Now it's looking real possible because R.J. Barrett isn't what they thought it was. Now it's looking legit possible. Like You should make that move now. I think the time to make the move now, whether it's Dame to New York, which I think should be better. I, I, like, I want to see Dame in the Mecca because that's just like OD. Or Dame to Philly. You know, maybe it's now time to pull that trigger for Ben Simmons and start anew. You want a guy who can play defense? There he is right there. You want a guy you can possibly change his mindset? Whatever, let's try it. You have nothing to lose, literally. You know, make that move. CJ, you could probably get a first-round pick out of CJ somewhere. I mean, you know, he's a bucket. You could probably, maybe. He's getting paid $30 million. Oof, you got to figure that out. I mean, CJ for Buddy Hill and a pick? Maybe? No, no. I actually have you. You bringing up that R.J. Barrett thing actually brought up an interesting scenario in my head. First of all, C.J. is getting paid thirty million dollars. He's getting paid more than C.P. Three, Jokic, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and this contract is until the twenty three twenty four season. Oof. So any team who takes on C.J.'s contract, they're going to take it on for a while. In the off season, Philly proposed a trade to Portland. Simmons for CJ and Portland gives a lot of picks up. Philly wouldn't want to, I think Portland doesn't want to give up the picks. Maybe they can give up maybe a few, but not the boatload Philly was asking for. What if Portland 
trade CJ to Philly for Ben Simmons, and they trade Dame to New York for RJ and OB and picks. You have to get the picks back. So, and then the team can be Anthony Simons, Ben, RJ, Nurkic, and Covington. Covington. Whatever. Covington got to go too, yo. No, Covington has to go. Uh, (laughs) His contract is up this year, so they could just let him walk, like gradually leave the building and never come back. Covington (laughs) sucks, bro. It's oh my goodness. Yo, Portland has to get young. has to get young talent, or they have to get picks back. Yeah, or they have to. Well, they're. They're, they probably should maintain their next year pick because they're going to suck. This year, they could probably give it up. I will say this. I don't think the Knicks should trade Obi though. I, I just don't want them to trade Obi. I get it. It's for Dame. Well, you have to match contracts. So Fournier is probably going to have to go. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. What if we trade RJ Fournier? Because Fournier is replaceable. Let's be honest. Alec Burks can easily oh, replace I, I, him. Trust me. I know Fournier you is replaceable. You are big on Fournier. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I know. So huge on Fournier. Fournier is replaceable. So... We can have Dame, Alec Burks. Um, keep, you have to keep quickly at all. Randall, yeah, have to. Keep, uh, Randall, have to. Mitch, and who's our three? I'm forgetting our three. I'm just blanking on the name right now. RJ was our three. Yeah, you're, you're trading basically because right? Fournier, RJ. Damn. So RJ. So we'd have a gap at the three. RJ Fournier. You have to give something up because what Dame's getting paid about thirty five. What if we can get Covington back? Ew. No, maybe. No, no, no. You're good, bro. Or Nazir Little. You're not getting them. <laughs> Why not? He's the only young guy. <laughs> You're definitely not getting. I mean, unless they want to, they love Greg Brown. He just did East Bay the other day. Nah, bro. Yeah, nah, <laughs> he's just athletic. That's it, all he is. Portland's in a weird predicament, and it sucks because they kind of put themselves in a hole because they kept thinking they'll be competitive, they'll be competitive, they'll be competitive. We'll win eventually. No, you weren't going to win eventually. Dame, as great as he is, I don't think he can be the best player in the championship team. I think he's the he's kind of the Robin in it all. Yeah. He's like the Anthony Davis or the Kyrie in a sense. He's that guy that can you got that one guy and then it's him on any given night he can be that guy. I don't think I think he can be the best player in a playoff team consistently. Yeah, that's easy. Mm-hmm. But in a championship team, I don't think he's that, you know. So it's it's going to be tough. There these contracts are big. But Dame is probably the guy that's going to get them the most, oh, obviously. Get a lot for Dame so New York, Philly, get the call in because I think those are the two places that can offer them. How about Boston? What do they offer? Romeo Langford? No, I'm good, bro. Can't they give up uh, Jalen Brown for him? Because I heard Jalen Brown. Uh, I, I'm hearing that Boston might consider trading him too. And as he's young, he's relatively young, and Boston wants to win now. I think he fits better with Tatum. I think Dame fits better with Tatum. I think Jalen Brown fits what Chauncey wants to do. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you get Jalen Brown, you started new. Now you got a guy. He's young, too. I mean, he's coming off injuries, but, you know, once he comes back, Jalen Brown's still a good player, like a really good player, all-star caliber guy. And you pair someone who's win now with Jason Tatum, who I think he fits Jason Tatum's game a little better than And Boston, Boston has looked, even when J- when Jalen Brown hasn't played, Boston has looked very good. Yeah. I they're just after after Marcus Smart Tatum called them out, Tatum and Dane would be crazy. After Marcus Smart called the Celtics out, we'll call Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown run. out. Jalen Brown went out with injury for a couple games. The Celtics started winning. If the Celtics could trade Jalen Brown for Dame, I think it benefits both sides. Yeah, me too. Dame and Tatum, both top fifteen players, consensus easily top eleven players. Both of them at Tatum's best because this year he's been On below yeah, what we expect night. him to be. Yeah, Tatum, we know Tatum's still phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And now Portland, you get to build around Jalen Brown, who fits Chauncey's 
mindset of playing defense. Maybe the ball movement isn't there, but Chauncey helped develop Kawhi and PG as playmakers when he was an assistant coach with the Clippers. He could do the same thing with Jalen Brown. He didn't help. He developed Kawhi. He he did that. Like that yeah. was all Chauncey. So it's Jalen Brown. Yeah, you you need something. Like you need to build a foundation. Young talent. Whether it's Jalen Brown, whether it's R.J. Brick, you know, you need something, bro. Like, you need to do something. You need to build and a foundation. And as far as CJ, what do you think you guys could get from him? I think you can get a first. I think you, they got, the Bucks got three first round picks. What about just Simmons? What about trading CJ and getting Ben and Jalen oh, Brown you, on the team? Oh, if you can just get CJ for Ben, ben straight up. Brown. Yeah. If you can get CJ for Ben straight up, that's fine. I think Philly's desperate at this point. I think, yo, that would make Portland a very different team identity wise. Defensively. If, if Portland can trade CJ but to then Philly. You can keep Covington. Because now he can yeah. just be off-ball defender. If if Portland can trade CJ to Philly for Ben Simmons, get Ben Simmons back in return, and, and if they can trade Dame to Boston for, for Jalen Brown, now you have Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown. That's a nice that, that's a, that's a nice That's a nice core to build around for Chauncey Billups, and yeah. he fits what they want to do. Now you have to build around those two guys. You have to draft well, and you still got Norman Powell. That contract's big, too. But Norman Powell, he's good. Yeah, no, I like Norman him. He's, I like good. he's good. I like him. I really, I, I really think, like, Let's because we're talking about trading and blowing it all up. And maybe that's not necessary here because Dane wants to be in Portland, even though that's right now, he wants th- this is the thing with uh, with the difference between Chauncey and Terry Stotts. I wanted to mention this. They play different with Stotts. And I got this from KOC's video on Portland, The Void. He does amazing work. Portland is top five in corner threes allowed right now. With Terry Stotts, they played a lot of drop coverage. With Chauncey, he wants to switch. He wants to blitz ball handlers off of screens, but they're 27th in switching when they when they switch on defense. They're 29th in drop coverage, and they're 30th when they're aggressive in blitzing. So it doesn't matter what defensive scheme Chauncey tries to run. He doesn't have the personnel for it to be successful. And you can say Billups is stubborn in the way he wants to run things, but Chauncey's a champion, and he knows what it takes. And these guys in Portland aren't champions. They don't know what it takes Chauncey knows what it takes to build a, a team with that type of identity. If they want to keep Dame, I would trade CJ to go get Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And Norman Powell can play the two. I don't think there's a huge drop off from CJ to Norman Powell. Norman Powell is shooting 44% He's from three, averaging 17 to 18. I think, you know, they'll still be good if they can get Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can fix a lot of their defensive problems. I don't think they're a championship contender. By getting Ben by any means, but they definitely become better defensively. It's, it's just confusing to me. Chauncey is a champion. He was the player coach on that team. Like, he was the coach on the court. He goes to the Clippers. You know, he was a big part of that development. He was a big part of Ty- Tyron Lue has said he was one of the guys. He was the guys that draws up the plays, too. Like, he helped a lot for that Clippers team. They go to the WCF. This is a guy who has a lot of success, and... I don't think it's stubbornness. I think he he I think he understands he doesn't have the personnel. He just wants his team to play harder. Mm-hmm. I just think Portland, those guys, they're just at the end of the tail. Like, bro, this we're just not. That's that why good. I said they weren't gonna make the playoffs. And Chauncey, Chauncey, Chauncey has called out guys on multiple occasions. I, I respect mean, it. He he calls them out almost after every single game, pretty much. And he calls them out and says, I st- he's even said, even when you win, it doesn't always mean it's a win. Mm. Because the way you won, you didn't execute things correctly. So Chauncey's being very hard on his players. That's it doesn't look though. a very fun place to play, but he's trying to build a contender, and it's going to take some time. They're veterans. So. With, with that in mind, back to what he said about Covington, 
Robert Covington has been the most overrated, underrated player in the NBA in recent years. And I know that's a juxtaposed position to have because it really doesn't make much sense. But there's a lot of people that think he's underrated, great defender, great role player. But when you actually have him on your team, because when I was rooting for James Harden with the Rockets, Covington wasn't good. He couldn't guard he the perimeter. He had stretch, though, and he was just, like, yeah, amazing. Was, no, he man, had, like, threes. 12 blocks and, like, 12 he, steals. He's yeah. so up and down from three. He's not a consistent three-point shooter. And in Portland right now, Covington isn't good. Chauncey Billups called him out and said he can't guard the perimeter. And this is a guy that I think fans still think Covington is, is, a, very, is a great defender when it hasn't been that way for years, at least on ball. He's a help defender. That's all he is. And he's been the most overrated, underrated player in the NBA. Yeah. I've heard I've heard I mean, I saw an interview where Kevin Durant when he made the all defensive first team that one year, Kevin Durant was like, yo, he's so easy to score on. <laughs> like <laughs> not, I mean it's Kevin Durant though, but I know I, I Kevin Durant's like a lot of players will agree with me that he's pretty easy to score on. I mean, remember uh, in the OKC series where Schroeder was targeting him. The Schroeder was entire, cooking he him, was bro. Frying him. He was frying him. He was bad. frying him. Bro, Anybody that bro, was they, that coming to him was. When they played Minnesota. When Clippers played Minnesota, PG and Kawhi were literally like taking turns, just giving him frying. buckets. I know. Like they, I don't they, know how he made, when they both had forty. Yeah, they were taking crazy. turns. Bro. I don't know how he made an All NBA defensive team. You know, it goes in the stats. He was probably team. good on defense that year, though. I, mean, I don't know. I don't he had know. a lot of steals, a lot of deflections. The I mean, fact that Daryl Morey thought he can be their small ball five and have success that way is I thought, ridiculous. I thought, I thought he thought PJ. Well, PJ was the five, five, but it was you know it it Switchable. was like it was like both. I mean, yeah, I was I was one of those people. I was kind of high on Covington too until I actually started watching him. I play. thought, yeah, I thought in Portland he'll be all right. And you when know? you when you hear players like dissect a certain player's game and how easy it is to score on him. And then you just watch it on, you know, every night it's like, where does he get this? How does he become this overrated as a defender? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, he's averaging seven points, bro. What's his three point percentage? Is that even a bright spot? 37%. But it's such, it's such a, like, it's not worth it. Him, it's not worth it. It's not it, even bro. that. It's like you watch him. There are nights he goes two for eight. There are nights he goes over five. Then he'll have a night where he's like four for five. It's so inconsistent. You don't get that <laughs> night to night. On the Rockets, he shot 31% from three. Oh, he stinks. He gets paid like 13 mil, right? He get 12, 12 mil. Reason, it's a reasonable contract. No, he stinks. It's not a reasonable contract. 12. There's no way he should get 27 minutes per game. Do you think he should be getting paid more than P.J. Tucker? Hell no. P.J. Oh, Tucker's Tucker. making 6 mil. Robert Covington is legit a five-year, $25 million guy. <laughs> Five million a year. That or, is what he is. Or a vet minimum? Nah, nah he ain't no vet minimum. <laughs> it's crazy. Vet minimum is crazy. Vet is like JJ Reddick now. He's a vet minimum type of guy. So yesterday, I actually stood up very late. I, I stood up until like three in the morning because I was on 2K just playing around with Portland's roster and I rebuilt the entire roster. I still have Dame. So listen to what I did with the roster. So I traded CJ McCullum to Boston. Mm-hmm. For Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Okay. And so I got Marcus Smart starting at the two. Al Horford is at is at the five. And I got Larry Nance at the four. And I traded Robert Covington. No, no. I traded Norman Powell. I'm trying to think of what I actually did. I think I no. I traded CJ. Bro has no offense right now. I'm trying to think. I traded for Jeremy Grant. Oh, okay, but okay. I forgot who I traded. That's who a, I traded. I, I don't know if it's Nurkic or I don't know if it was CJ. 
I don't know if it was uh Well Grant gets paid twenty mil, so figure that out. Okay, I got okay, this what I did. So what was your final lineup? I'll tell you in a bit. But this is uh, what I did. <laughs> I traded Nurkic, I think, to Memphis. So I traded a player to Memphis and I got back DeAnthony Melton. And mm-hmm. and getting back Melton, I traded Melton to Detroit to be the the guard next to Cade. And I traded away another piece to them. So my final line starting lineup was was Dame, Marcus Smart, Jeremy Grant, Larry Nance, and Al Horford. And off the bench, I had Anthony Simons, Norman Powell. I kept Norman Powell, Nazir Little, um, Cody Zeller, I think is still on the team, and somebody else. But Yo, that was my lineup. That team's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I th- nah, I'm actually in the playoffs right now. Oh, yeah. good. You're What's, your record? What's your record? I actually finished with a very high seed. Nice. Which one? Yeah. You're not saying it. Top four? Definitely top four. Yeah. So okay. probably four. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. He, he yeah. just four. undermined you crazy. He said, yeah, definitely four. Because <laughs> he said type, he said high seed, he was like top four, so it's four. That, four. That's probably like the best case scenario for Portland, no. I, 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 I really like that Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons thing that you know. I do too. I, and I, I think I think it, I'm gonna mess with that in 2K. That's honestly. something that's possible too, in my opinion. I think it's it's it can happen. You, and then Damon Tatum would be Damon Tatum. <laughs> Yeah, I still think they need one more piece though. But I don't know if Philly really wants CJ though, because I think CJ's a a better Seth. They're fine with Seth. I think they are fine with Seth, and Tyree's Maxie's ascending. So to- CJ's kind of regressed, right? Nah, I don't know if CJ's regressed. He's just always been the same player, like twenty twenty two. But he's getting paid as a, as a max. Now I think that's the problem. He's getting paid. You're as bringing a max. in another Tobias Harris. I'm going to be honest with you. Should Brooklyn go after CJ? You guys, you're just bored. What are you saying that for? I'm just, you know, it's like, you're going to trade Kyrie? I just want to win. <laughs> going to trade DeAndre Memory? What is getting He's CJ? You think, you think if I get CJ, you put you over the top? To not, not not put us over the top, but I think I think, I think it's a player that could help in Kyrie's absence, like an isolation score. I, I, oh, so just another, okay. You know, like to take the scoring load off James Harden. Cause, That's another you know, parked car. Yeah, it is. Actually, no. Actually, you're right. Kyrie is way better than him on defense, <laughs> like, too. You're, you, you're dropping off crazy. I'm just trying just, to think. It's Brooklyn's roster is just so flawed, bro. Yeah. Just it's think. just so flawed. At that point, just go get a big. Yeah. Man, it sucks so much that Brooklyn had to trade Jared Allen. I wanted him. Yo, Jared Allen with this roster with Harden and KD, man, that would be Harden would have been lobbing scary. him all day. I'm going to be honest with you. Wait, but No. Your tweets, man. I remember what you said. You said that losing Jared Allen wasn't going to be that bad. If you, you literally I said, I don't that. think Jared Allen would have played like this in Brooklyn. He's a but Harden. He Harden with Capello. Jared, Jared Allen. Oh, 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 yeah. If you, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, before Harden, I'm thinking with Katie and Kyrie. Because no, I, but you, I, I don't think Allen was that big at, of I gotta, a loss. I gotta look. Yeah, that's what you said. It's it wasn't. If you have Kyrie, but now yeah. without Kyrie, it's like you're losing your. But superstar. I think Allen had to go in the Harden trade. Like he had. Actually, to no. I heard out. there was a scenario where he actually could have stayed, but I forgot. I yeah, he could have stayed. stayed. They fumbled the bag. Sean Marks. Yeah, because they really just would have paid him. Yes. Yes. It well, would, sucks. Definitely. Is he better than Mitch? Yeah. Mitch, Mitch who? Mitchell Robinson. He's but. Yo, Joe, we used to have that debate about yeah. who was better. <laughs> nah, Allen better right now. Mitch just fouls too much. He's like, sometimes Hold he's on. an idiot. Let me look at the Knicks. See if you guys are winning. I hope so. I'll put money on you guys. I saw you guys coming back. It's 1K ticket, too. Oh, my God. <sighs> What's the score? Let me see. You guys lost by 30. 104 to 76. You guys cut the lead to three. Holy and then holy. I don't know what Let happened. Let me see the box score on that. Oh my. Dude, I don't know what happened. It's a good thing. It's a free bet. 
I get my money back. Jokic had 32, 11, and 5. He's not giving up, bro. He's a beast. Zeke Najee had 19, bro. You guys suck. Fournier had 13, shot 5 for 11. Randall had 15, shot 5 for 14. Aaron Gordon was probably locking him. RJ had 13, <laughs> shot 5 for 13, 1 for 7 from 3. RJ's um, going to be an all-star. Quickly had 3. Noel had 5. Rose had 4. Toppin had 5. Yeah. Everybody played pretty much. Bing bong. It's just one of those nights, you know, where the it's been one of those one of those a lot. days, afternoon, one of those afternoons. <laughs> I remember the Bulls had one of those nights the other day against Indiana or yeah, also Houston. Yeah, you Houston. just couldn't hit. We beat it y'all. happens though. You got to you got to stop. <laughs> like you got to stop. What do you mean? You lost to Houston? No, we did. You know Blunder. what? Man? Well, good thing we're going to talk about the Knicks later on. But before that, you said that you placed a, a bet on on New York. Uh, it was a um opt-in free bet on DraftKings. Okay, and I. Picked New York. I took the money line. I took the Clippers money line. And then I took Golden State money line. And then I picked... No, I picked Golden State to win by 10 against the Spurs. Well, that's good. Because on DraftKings right now, they have a a great promotion going on. And right now, we're in the middle of the NFL season. The NBA season is is underway right now. But if you just bet $1 with DraftKings on any team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. This is for football and if the sports book isn't available in your area, you can always play daily fantasy sports, which is always great to play. You always have a lot of fun doing that. It, it makes the game much more fun to watch. I know when I play fantasy, I try to tune in on every game to make sure that my player props are, are on point or my players are getting the stats that I want them to get. And everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily fantasy sports. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So shout out to DraftKings. Riv is about to lose a bet on DraftKings. Well, okay. you, you, free bet. Free bet? Okay. Yeah, free. That's why I went wow. a little crazy yeah, on right. it. You know, free, bet. Right. free bet on the Knicks. Nah, you, go, you know, with the free bets, you got to go a little wild. You know, you always can get lucky at any point. So it was to make a K. So, okay, you, you know, lost. The Knicks blew it for it's you. Okay. It's okay. It's free. So I get it back. <laughs> it's actually, you bet 20, you get the 20 back. Why didn't so. you bet Denver? Because I want to make a K. Oh. Well, Denver, won, they were the favorites. For real? Yeah, Denver was on the favorites. On the road? Oh, uh, they Denver's s- just a better team than this. Yeah, they suck. I mean, I would think just because Denver's 10 and 11, they would mess with the... Now they have Jokic. They are for real the favorites. Well, now they're 11 and 11. Yeah. Jokic is so great, man. Jokic is, is really he's, great. He's OD. He's better than the Chicago Bulls franchise. Outside of Michael Jordan. You know if he's better than our franchise, he's better than yours, right? I'm fine admitting that. Okay, bing bong. Are you fine admitting that, though? He's not better than MJ. He's better than Ben Gordon, though. What does that have to do with him? <laughs> is he better than Scotty? Yeah, he is. He's better than Scotty. Six. <laughs> is he better than Scotty or no? Six. I'm a, I, don't, I don't need to answer that. Just got to say six. You don't think he's better than Scotty though? I think there. You can't compare a big to a wing. I don't think so. So you can't compare MJ to Jokic. So there's no way to tell who's better. Nah, but he's the one's the greatest player ever. The other's a guy. Who's a better passer though? Jokic. Okay, so that's sit right there. Okay. Who's a better three point shooter? Now he stopped. Yeah, we be nitpicking OD. Uh, Jokic's cool, though. You know, it's funny that whenever sports fans, like, when we do this, too, like, whenever we debate players and it's such a 
short discrepancy, we always do like, okay, who's the better this? Who's the better that? Who's the better that? And it's like players like if we it's like comparing Jeremy Grant to, to Tobias Harris. And it's like there's the gap between who's, who's better, better who is, is better? so is so small. Who's like Grant it's not even sleep. worth debating, but we can debate it for hours. Yeah. Grant. You think Grant's better than Tobias? I think so. Why? Why? Defensive ability? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's so much better on defense. He's OD on defense. Like his offense, he's like a two way. You think a, you think Jeremy Grant's also over has gotten overrated? I think last year people looked at it and thought he can do that on a playoff team. I think that was a little strange. I think he his role like his ability on a playoff team, we've seen it. It's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. like really good. Like he's a he really was on good Denver role that player. one year. You know, OKC. He's a really good role player. Yeah, I think OKC. last year was a little bit like, all right, you know, they suck. A fluke? Not a fluke, but they suck. Inflated stats. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. And even this year, like, he's not doing as good as he was last year, but they suck. So it's like, but he's still a really good defender. So I like Grant. Would you trade Patrick Williams for him? Hell no. For real? What? No. How old's Grant? 21. 20. No, I mean, you said Grant? Sorry. Yeah, 27. 27. Oh. Pat's 20. How about if Grant was 24? No. For real? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Nigga, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's potential is ridiculous, bro. I'm not giving him up. You got to give me like a certified star, like a guy I know can do what Pat potentially can do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving him up for Jeremy Grant. 20 mil, Jeremy. Nah, I'm good. You miss me with that. But Lazo, isn't Jeremy Grant more of a DeRozan, win now player? Levine, Grant. Nah, we, I'm good. Pat, we good. We're going to develop him, bring him in slowly. Y'all yeah, swear he's going to be Kawhi, bro. You swear RJ Barrett is going to be something. No, yes, you're off did. that train. You did, but you're off. Dude. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. I already yeah. exited, bro. Yeah, you Pat's, can't in, hold, Pat's in year two. And he, he got hurt. I get it, but you can't hold me accountable for that RJ stuff. No, but I, you, I, you, I, you, I, you, I can big because, spicy though. No, but I can because you're gonna flip flop in like three, four weeks if he starts playing good. I just think he's gonna be average, bro. Oh, Harrison I'm glad Barnes. You, I'm glad you. I'm glad you I, believe that. Similar careers, man. Because you walked into this season third seed. R.J. Barrett year. You was talking crazy. We're going to talk about the Knicks later on. Yo, he on was hyped show. when he uh, locked up Bradley Beal in that preseason game. He was like, Barrett, baby. He's going to do it this year. I'm yep. like, okay. I thought the Knicks was going to be better. My morale is down for my team, bro. I am not. <laughs> I am not so. It's going to go bad. You guys could possibly miss the playoffs. Let's possibly. Yes. Maybe get Banchero. Boncaro. Boncaro, thank you. That's how you say it. I mean, I, I guess I, like, probably like a, Holmgren? Italians probably pronounce it Boncaro and probably Americans pronounce it Boncaro. So I've, I've heard the announcer pronounce it Boncaro. That's Who'd why I lose seven Boncaro. pounds a game. Yeah, that's crazy. Water how, do weight, lose, right? how do you lose seven pounds? Like it's like water weight. I think he, that's actually like normal. Oh, you think so? I've never normal? heard that ever. He's, he's, been, he's been doing it since like high school. No, it just happened. No, it just oh, happened. Just happened? In college, I, thought yeah. they, I, I thought he's been doing this in like high school. It yeah, happened against uh, Gonzaga in his first game. He's been cramping. Yeah, it's, it's actually something new. So it's, it hasn't happened. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if that will hurt his stock a little bit. I'm not sure. It's not going to hurt his stock. I'm not even going to lie to you. It didn't hurt Greg Oda's stock. So. And we saw how that went. He's still playing. Like he's he's doing that. <laughs> he's he's going beast, in the bench, losing weight, and then killing guys back on the court. So it's like. You think he's clear of chat? Yeah. You don't like chat that much, right? Just because I don't like somebody. No, I'm, mean, I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying you but don't you like him. You always do that. You ask if I don't like him, then that clears for your next question. You don't think he's that good, right? Because you think because I don't like him, I don't think do he's that think good. Do you think he's that good? No, I think he's that good, but that's oh, what okay, you okay, do. Okay. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you're asking me, like, yo, so you don't think he's that good? Nah, I, just, I don't like him as a player, but I think he's good. What don't you like about him? I don't like his frame. That's I just don't like the way he plays. I hate the way he plays. I don't like the way he looks. 
No, he's no, not. He's, no, he's not. <laughs> I don't really, no, I don't really like go into what he looks like. <laughs> nah, Joel's done that before. I have. Yeah. <laughs> like really? he's like, yo, he was like, does Sam Darnold look like a franchise quarterback? Like, really look at him. <laughs> I, I mean, Jokic doesn't look like a franchise <laughs> player. Like, he doesn't look like a hooper. Yeah, he does. Definitely does. You think he looks like a hooper, Jokic? You think if you've seen him in broad daylight, you think, yo, this dude could hoop the way he moves? No way. He's seven no way. foot. Yes. No way. So no you think way. just because you're seven foot, you look like a hooper? He just looks fly. He looks bro. doofy. Like, he looks like he like he looks builds things. Have you ever noticed that great players have have a uh, cool names? You think Kevin Durant is a cool name? I think that's a cool name. Okay, that is a pretty Kobe cool Bryant's name. a cool name. That's a fire name. LeBron, James Harden LeBron is a James LeBron is James is a cool name. Steph Curry, that's a cool name, bro. Wardell. That's not his name though. It's Wardell. His name Wardell. is Wardell. Yeah, but he changed it to Steph. He had bro. to. He, he, had way, Wardell he had terrible. to. Wardell is pretty bad. Not nah, Steph. Seth is cool you know name too. Cool. Seth I mean, Curry Devin is Booker's dope. a cool name. Devin Booker is. That a cool sounds name. like a bucket when you look at it on a piece of paper. Chris Paul is mad mid. I'm not even gonna lie to you. You know, two, two first names. Yeah, <laughs> you know what else? Paul George is mid too. Did you like Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce is dope. I like I his nickname like, more than like his real name. That, that's actually a good point. I feel like great players always have cool or weird names. Like Chris Paul, two first names. Oh, you know who has the weirdest name ever? Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's the weirdest he's, name ever. He's Greek. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's the weirdest. <laughs> Tracy name McGrady ever. is a fire. Tracy name. McGrady is a fire name. Like it's like a real like hooper. Like you know he could hoop. That's a fire. I remember name. Jason Kidd. Like a lot of people don't know about him because his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I'm trying to think about top players in the league right now. How about Chris Middleton? That name sucks. He spells it with a K. That name is so bad. He spells it with a K. I hate that name. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan. That's pretty. That's okay. That's that's okay. Zach Levine is okay. Zach Tyler Hero. Zach Levine Tyler Hero is, is a very fire name. How about Jimmy, Ky- Jimmy how about, Butler? Sounds really hood. How about Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a fire name. Very, Kyrie Irving. Very different fire name. I like that name too. I'm trying to think of other list t- top ten players in the NBA. Joel Embiid. You know what name is fire? Jason Tatum. Yeah. Jason Tatum is a fire name too. Yeah, Jason Tatum. That's a tough Donovan Mitchell. That's, That's tough. I think it is tough though. Did you think? Did you think at one point Kemba Walker is tough? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right? a great yes. name. Kemba, the Kemba? just the first Kemba name. Walker. That's fire. That is a great name. I'm trying to think of something else. Football. Aaron Rodgers. That's a nice name. Zach Wilson. Zach's fire. Yeah. Jamar Chase is tough. Yeah, Jamar Chase is good. <laughs> Randy Chase. Moss was tough. Yes. Randy Moss. Terrell exactly. Owens was fire. Bro, Jerry Rice. Larry Fitzgerald sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like that name. Jerry just, Rice, bro. That just sounds how about, cool. How about Darrell Revis? That's okay. Marvin Harris is a tough name, too. Bro, like Michael Revis. Jordan. Michael Vick. Michael, Michael Vick. Jordan, bro. That's Michael. mad cool. Michael and Jordan. Yeah, Tim Duncan was so whack. I'm sorry. It was so him. I'm just like, so just sorry. Tim. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, just Tim under the radar. The Tim Duncan superstar name ever. Mondo Ginobili is a pretty tough name yeah, too. Tim I ain't going front. Whack. Tony Mondo, Parker. Yeah. TP. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty tough nickname too. TP. I'm that's, trying to think of players right now that are playing. How about Kevin Kelly Oubre? You like Kevin Garnett? Come on, bro. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Julius Randle. That's a good name. I like I like Julius. I like that as a first Julius. name. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Name. I like that. Name. Yo, TJ Warren is a tough name. Like instant bucket. You think TJ Warren like oh, you know, Gerald bucket. Green? You know what name was fire? Paris Levert is pretty tough. You know I what name? D'Angelo Russell is tough. Fire, bro. Nah, not LeVert, yo. Nah, not man. even great like players. Name. Just players that are professionals. So you can't lie and say Cam Reddish isn't a fire name. That is a fire. Cameron name. Reddish. Cameron, bro. Cameron, Cameron Reddish. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's not. It's not even just great players. I think professional Trey athletes. Young is fire. I yeah. think professional athletes, like NBA and NFL players, most of them have really cool names. Yeah. Bro. 
Like it's it's like the name just screams professional. I don't athlete. like Tobias Harris. He's not like a professional. Let me know. What do you mean? You like Joel Embiid? Yeah, Joel loses me. This guy. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think Joel's a great name. Russell Westbrook. Fire. Dude, that's cool. That just sounds like he's gonna dunk on you. Victor Oladipo. Nah, that name is trash. You like Bam out of bio? No. <laughs> Luka Doncic. Fire. Overseas fire. Bro, like, Paul George is a fire name. PG thirteen. Uh, George Paul. Two first names. George, George Paul. That's a skip Bayless, right? Yeah, He's George like, Paul. Trey Young. Trey Young. I yeah. said that. Yeah. Trey John Morant. John Morant is cool. Brad John Beal. Morant is crazy. Zion Williamson. John Wall. John, yeah, John yeah, Wall. That, that's a great name. John Wall is a fire name. I remember when he came to the league and he used to Dougie. You yeah. know, you know what name was John was, Wall. You know what name was supposed to be fire. Who? I mean, it was a fire, but he was never good in the NBA. Was CJ Fair. <laughs> TJ Fair was always Lefty a summer name. Was, Tyler Ennis is a good name, too. You know who's supposed to be nice in the league? How had all the buzz he went to Scene Hall? Isaiah Whitehead. He played for my team. Yeah. That name was so... Yo, he was so nice, bro. In, in what, in college? Yeah, He bro. was different, yeah. He, he put them back on the map. Why was he a second-round pick? He couldn't do nothing else but score. Bro played no D. Julio Jones. That's oh, tough. my God. That's tough. Calvin Johnson. Aaron Donald. <laughs> That's such a like, oh, what? How do you name like Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald. That's good. Elijah, Adrian Peterson. You like Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore sounds great. Brandon Roy is a fire name too. But yeah, I feel like sometimes you can just look at a player and just based off their physical characteristics, be like, I don't know if he's going to be that good, man. You know what name was fire? Like Sam Donald never looked like a franchise quarterback, quarterback to me. Just his never face. Did. How about Jared Goff? He kind of has he's a in the, he's in face. the He's in the middle. Yeah, you know what was one more fire one? Peja Stoyakovic. That was tough. Peja Stoyakovic. That was tough. Dirk I think the best nickname I've ever heard in my life was AK-47. Andre Karolinko. Yeah, I think that's like the that's best nickname name. ever. Like he was the, really good, yeah, too. Did you like Allen Iverson's nickname? The answer? Yeah, yeah facts. But I think AK, AK-47, like to be the nickname of a gun, it's so crazy. Shaq Diesel. <laughs> Not calling another girl, man. How Diesel. about Dame Dollar? Dame Dollar's tough, too. Dame Dollar. Yeah. I'm just not calling another grown man Diesel. How about Uncle Drew? Nah, that name's trash. I ain't gonna lie. I hate that. And I hated the movie. Bro, Mike Bibby. <laughs> Mike Bibby. Larry Bird. We really spent like 10 minutes thinking about names. No, it's true, though. I've always wondered that. I was like, wow, bro. Like, professional athletes have pretty cool names. Then I'm over here with like Joel Moran, and I'm like, like look Shit. at all these guys. Like, Evan Mobley. <laughs> yeah, Devin that's Booker. a good one. Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson. Michael Porter Jr. They yeah, sound bro. like professionals. You ever yeah. you ever just compare your own name to professional athletes and you're like, wow, my name is like when so I see regular. My name, when I my see my sucks. when I see my name on 2K, when once I know they can't pronounce my name in a game, it's rats for me, bro. They, they my name my name when I put my name and they have they wait to see if it's like a, a curse. Or you know the thing they have to wait and see if it's eligible, and then it goes. So I'm like like I, this shit blows. I can put I can put John. Or I can put Carlos, but I can't mix it together. And my last name, forget about it. Nobody there was one time a glitch in 2K17 where I had to put two R's at the end of my name to make it work. Like, it wouldn't go in with the regular. River. Yeah, like, it wouldn't go in. I was like, damn. Not yet, because when I used to play my career in 2K, and I used to make my player, and I used to, you know, obviously use my name, I'm like, bro, my name doesn't even sound like an NBA player's name. Like, Joel nah, Moran. Nah, it doesn't sound that bad, though. Like, Joel Moran. That doesn't even sound like a professional you gotta, you know, athlete's you gotta, name. Like, Think about how like a PA announcer is going to say it every time you score. 
Moran. Joel Moran. That sounds so <laughs> whack, bro. Like, I'll be hearing my name. Be Imagine like, your name on the road. Joel Moran. <laughs> or River Brown. <laughs> you know how they be, like, unenthusiastic when you're on the road? It's crazy. I feel like River has an NBA name. River Brown. River Brown. I could imagine. I feel like if I if I was to be, in, I would just tell him to call me JC. I think that's better. I JC. think Andrew, like Andrew like Velez. Clarkson, I think him. Andrew's name is like a soccer player or name. baseball or baseball player. Baseball player. Yeah. No, I couldn't be in the league, bro. I'd be so blunt. They'd hate me when I go up in there, man. You'd be like Westbrook in that one interview. I'd go up like, in what? the interviews. They'd be like, "Well, we lost." I'd really tell them why we lost. Like, bro. We suck. Like, like, bro, he played bad. He played bad. Coach couldn't coach. Like, I was just going crazy. So when you're a coach, you're going to do that? No, no. I got to be a little bit more professional. But if, if I was a were, player? What if you were teammates with James Harden? Would you violate his defense every night? No, nah, I'd just be uh, like, bro, James got to bring it tonight, bro. He ain't bring it tonight. <laughs> like, so you're telling me that if, if you're in the league mm-hmm. and you're teammates with James Harden and he's averaging 25 and you're averaging like five, you're gonna call oh, him I'm out. not speaking. I'm thinking as if I'm averaging like 20. He's averaging 25. Like Kev- I'm going to for sure speak. Like, like Kevin McHale <laughs> one time when they were talking about James Harden, he's like, James Harden's a phenomenal player. But if James Harden tells you to go play some defense, you're going to listen to him? And I was just dying. Nah, that ass, bro. He's like, he's like are you going to listen to yeah, him? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> like, what you mean? Like, nah, he crazy. Kevin McHale was spot on on his analysis, though. On James he, Harden? He said that James Harden isn't a leader, leader or vocal. He's not. And he doesn't, he's not the, like, enforcer of a team. He's not. And he, he said, like, not all the time, your best player is a leader. But he never leader. he never undermined him as a player, though. He always said James Harden was a great player. He was just talking yeah, about but he also said stuff. that in the fourth quarter, he doesn't look for the shots. Damn. Did you think he was a good coach? I thought he was good. Yeah. I mean, he went made the Western Conference Finals with them, with that team. And talking about the Rockets, we're going to talk about the Rockets' recent success. We sidetracked a little bit talking about names there, but now it's back to the topic list. The Rockets, last week, we talked about them in a negative light because they were on pace to it be historically team. bad. But but since then, they've won five games in a row. Yeah, They're 6-16. Six and 16, And what has been the reason for their recent win streak and, and their surge? I know you have an ongoing beef with the Rockets fan with Ash. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a day one supporter. So, and you said you don't talk good about the Rockets. I hey, shout out to them. That's my boy. We go back and forth. He's funny as hell. Um, no, they suck. Don't get me wrong. That's why we <laughs> talk. They suck. And their the, the, the recent success has just been literally like, it's so simple. They've just been playing better. KPJ has been playing better. He's looked a little bit like a point guard in this stretch. Christian Wood has looked better. You know, they just, as a team, they looked better. St- Steven Silas has, you know, put a little bit better better knowledge into his rotations and they've just looked better as a team. They stole one against us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got one against us and, and whatnot, but they just looked good as a team. You know, their offense has been clicking. Their defense has looked better. Granted, this like this five game, they shouldn't be winning. They shouldn't want to win. You know, tank tank for the season is still in success. Well, but coach's job is on the line. That's think that's which is hilarious that a coach whose team sucks job is on the line. It's really funny to me but i think they've they've looked good they've looked apart and i even told him when he put up this this um he put up this picture of like the six game stretch i was like two and three like dude, y'all can literally go two three he's like bro we're lucky to get one win i was like all right and then they knocked off five straight that's crazy. so you know what i'm saying anything could happen they played okc twice i was like you definitely can get two wins against okc like you can get two wins and they end up beating us 
and getting another one. I think they beat somebody else that was good. I forgot. You were dumb tight when you I lost was them. dumb mad when we lost. I was like, bro, what the hell? They beat Charlotte. There it was. They beat Charlotte and then they beat us. So I was like, look at you, two and three. So like, you know what I'm saying? But I think they've just been playing better as a team. They've looked more connected. They look like the chemistry is there. And I think, you know, guys like Kenyon Martin Jr., Jason Tate, KPJ. Yo, he's been playing good. You last you know, year. It's funny to he's say He's good, that. though. Jalen Green. He's coming from the NBL. Jalen Green was hurt, but Jalen Green, you know, Alfred Sengun, shout out to him. He's been playing really Al good. Alperen. Alperen Sengun. Thank you. Alperen. You were so low on these overseas players just for them you to be You know what's hilarious? Balling. And I love when he says that. He says I'm low because I don't think they can be as good as what he thinks. Well, that what doesn't do you think yeah, Sengun like, can that be? Sengun is going to be a starting center sooner rather than later. Do you think he can? I mean, I see Rockets fans saying they see Jokic in them. You've seen that, though, wait, right? Bro, 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 bro. There are a lot of similarities. He bro, passes bro. really well, though. I thought he could be a starter. He said he can be a starting center for this league. I'm low on him. You don't think he can be an all-star? You don't think he can be an all-star? I think he can. Oh, I should say that, but that's like... <laughs> like he, I think I think in three years, we're going to see him averaging like 18, 10, and 4 or 5. It's not bad. I don't know if that's enough. Depending on how stacked the center yeah, position at the say, time, uh, he can be an awesome. It depends on how Houston is He's playing. Yeah, or who they got. But, but you mentioned they've just been playing better. I, I somewhat agree. I, I think the main thing has been that they're going small. I think that's really what it's been. You mentioned the <laughs> yeah. lineup changes, but you didn't really start off with that. So, But I feel like that's like the main reason they've been playing great. Christian Wood is playing center now, and they've been winning every single game. I know that it, w- one of these games, I think one game against OKC – he only played nine minutes, so you know I don't know if you really count that game, but the their best lineup plus minus wise is KPJ, Eric Gordon, um, Garrison Matthews, Jay Sean Tate, and Wood, and their second one is KPJ, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood. Christian Wood has been great, and mm-hmm. in four of the last five games that you know he's played over, he's played an extended amount of minutes. He's averaging twenty three points per game. 15 rebounds, which is up from his averages this season. Garnett numbers. Okay. And Garrison Matthews has been phenomenal, man. He stole it from me, man. Yo, he's Garrison, been OD. You, if you want, you could talk about him. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say this. Yeah, he's been really good. Last year, I tweeted. I do remember that, that you said Garrison Matthews is going to be a household Garrison name. I said Garrison Matthews soon. is going to be a household name in a couple of years. Oh. And not as like a star that. player. Says what? But he's going to be Duncan Robinson. <laughs> he actually kind of has more upside than Duncan if you look at it. He really does. He's way oh he's more athletic God. than him. Yo, bro. <laughs> but I mean it's so funny. You don't it's, think he's that like he thinks I, don't, I just think it's hard to say he can be Duncan Robinson when he's doing this on a five and sixteen or whatever the In record. Four is. starts this year, he's averaging seventeen point three points. No, no yeah, I, I hear he's you. He's shooting forty six percent from no, look, three. I hear you, he's but it's, he's no, I hear nine point three attempts. No, I hear you. He's shooting it's not the hell last out. year in Washington, he was a great shooter as well. No, I, he's a great I, no, shooter. Listen, I hear he's you. I hear you. It's just you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Why can't he be Duncan Robinson? Because Duncan Robinson is doing that on a Consistent Rob, you were just, and you were just Matthews, making fun of him for having zero the other night. He had zero. Who is he going to make fun of him? Yeah, but I'm saying. So and Garrison like, Matthews I can make is fun of Garrison Matthews Garrison, for not playing that much. And, and Garrison, Matthews, Garrison Matthews, Matthews is currently on a five-game win streak. Oh so God. I respect this man. Miami's like <laughs> top five in the East, bro. And when he started, <laughs> when he started, they've been really good. Oh, so you think they'll make the playoffs? No. But Garrison, you're telling me Garrison Matthews, if he's, does, if he's not on Miami, he wouldn't get minutes? He would get minutes, bro. Of course he would. 
How, you don't know that. What? If Max Drews can get minutes, Garrison Matthews can get minutes. Can't say that. Gabe Vincent starts, bro. Nah, he's been playing really well, They're, though. I like Gabe Vincent. In the last two weeks, averaging 16 I'm going to be honest with you, too. One of those guys is not going to be in a rotation when Victor Oladipo comes back. I'm going to just be honest. One of those guys are not going to be in a rotation. Who are we talking about? Gabe Either Vincent, Vincent or Strews. So you said that, and I get it, but like one of them are going to be out the rotation. Is, you want to so. know what else? Garrison Matthews is second in the league in charge taken since oh. joining the Rockets. No, that's true. That's yeah, actually I, I saw that. that probably is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Stuff. It's from this Houston Rockets <laughs> account. <laughs> nah, it's just like, it's like, bro, he's doing it, and I five get, game stretch. Yeah, it's like a five yeah, this game stretch. Is, no, no, no. The, the charges isn't a five game stretch. No, no, though. I'm talking about the the the, the points right now. Yeah, dude. but he's sh- he's shooting above forty percent from three this year. Like yeah. he's been great, and last year he was great from three as yeah, well. He's a good player, and th- I mean, that he's a that's man at best. that stat came from. How many teams? ARXN, a Houston Rockets fan account. He he has a lot of great content. But and also Shingoon, eight points, five rebounds, three assists in 18 minutes. Like these per 36, he's averaging 16, 10, and 6. These are really good numbers. He has the highest PER on the Rockets of eligible players. Mm-hmm. He's been huge. And Armani Brooks as well. This That's guy, guy he's he, a sniper. Wait, yeah. so Armani Brooks is sniper, but Garrison Matthews Garrison, isn't? No, I never said he was. I never said Garrison okay. Matthews Garrison was a better shooter than Armani. The way you said it, it sounded no, like you're higher you, on Armani no, 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 than no, no. Garrison. The, 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 the teammates have said Armani Brooks is the best shooter in the team. What are you talking about? Better than Garrison Matthews. Yes, bro, the Garrison teammates Matthews have come the last out. Five games the teammates have come out and nah, said Armani Brooks' name is sniper Brooks. He's a sniper. They've come out and said he's the best shooter on the team. He's a great shooter, yeah. Rockets have talent, man. But you go, JC. I know you wanted to talk about these players. I mean, like, I was going to highlight what you said. I mean... I think the reason that they've been better is their shooting. Uh, Eric Gordon and Christian Wood were their best shooters, but now that you have uh, Gar- uh, Garrison Matthews and Armani Brooks, I mean, last five games, Garrison Matthews shooting 52% of the three on eight attempts a game, and Armani Brooks is shooting 42% on eight attempts a game. So, I mean, the addition of the, their floor spacing has helped. Obviously, a, a lineup with Shingun and Woods is like it's actually on paper their best lineup statistically. And um, I think another thing that they were lacking was a playmaker. And, and you know, he's heard the noise. Kevin Porter Jr.'s heard the noise about his lack of playmaking. And in that little stretch, he's averaging what, 8.7 assists per game, basically nine assists per game. So he's been passing the rock really well, giving, you know, giving them a reliable playmaker. Um I don't really think too much of it because you know they're a young team and they're they, what they're still like six and sixteen. They don't they have a shot at the suck. Play. They don't have a shot at the playoffs. But I mean, you just look at the 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 talent, like the young talent that they're that that's on the court right now. They're playing hard. They don't want their coach to get fired. I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in this five game stretch has have stepped up. Do I think like they can maintain this? And you know, like Garrison Matthews is not going to shoot fifty two percent on eight attempts from three a game. So. Obviously, people are going to come back down to earth. No, nah, he's shooting 46%. No, but I'm talking about the five-game stretch. But, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, no, 52% from the field. For, oh, I, I, yeah, I 46% was, from three. Oh, pardon me. Wrong. But, um, yeah, like I said, the, the Sangoon, I mean, you were high on him. Really I've actually not. been watching him play. He's He's got some game. He's the, a really gifted passer. This team is good. And I, I'm kind of curious to see how Jalen Green's going to get implemented into this. I think that floor spacing with all those shooters and everything will benefit him. Because he's the guy that likes to attack the basket. So, um, yeah, I, I like what the Rocks are doing. Shout out to them. Shout out to these players that are playing well. And, you know, hopefully they keep improving. Having Armani Brooks and Garrison Matthews off the bench is lethal. Eric Gordon is still a good shooter, too. Yeah, he is. So, I mean, he's always been a good shooter. Still a good he's shooter. He's up and down. Like what do you mean? Well, he, at one, what do you, wait, what do you mean Jalen Green likes to attack the basket? What do you mean? Exactly what he means. I think that's a. So he was more of a. Uh, I, I I believe he's more of a shooter. Like he likes to take jump shots, contested jump shots. I, th- I think he's more of a shooter than a I mean, slasher. I, th- I think his 
when when he's best is he's go downhill going to the basket. He's super so? athletic. Yeah, I thought his his best like when he's, he's creating his own. I don't I don't I don't know how good his three ball can actually be though. He's been really sporadic this year from the three. I think he'll be in. But an I, like like I said, shooter. like I said, I mean, if he can be an average three point shooter, surrounded by floor space, and I think that'll open up his game. I think before, you know, the 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 floor obviously wasn't spaced. Now with these guys shooting well, you have to respect the three point shooter, so it's going to open up more players' games, and I think that'll benefit Jalen Green. So I'm kind of stuck on the fact that you you made it sound like it was an insult to compare Garrison Matthews to Duncan Robinson. No, nah, it was just funny. Cause I'm like, Jay Sean Tate's been really good let's, during let's, this stretch yeah, too. So I looked up your journey, man. I looked up your guy. You know, Garrison Matthews. Yeah, How journey. old is he? That's my guy. Twenty five. Um, okay. So last year he did play for Washington. Sixty four games, started twenty four, averaged five points. Um, played sixteen <laughs> Look minutes. Look at the percentages though. He no, no. He, you know, forty, thirty eight. He gives me Joe Harris vibes. Yuck. No, I'm serious. Like Joe, like, Har- Joe <laughs> Harris was a, a second round pick. Didn't get much burn. Came on the team, developed, and now he's a household three point shooter. I think it, I think the same can happen to Garrison Matthews, and they and they were both res, relatively the same age. Oh, just, uh, role players matter, bro. Joe Harris was role like players 24, a thousand percent matter. I think and just, Garrison Matthews is going to be that. I just think role players for bad teams kind of get overlooked. I, I'm telling you this. I tweeted this last year. I know you did. When I saw Garrison Matthews on Washington, I said, like, "Yo, this guy's good, man. This guy the don't five sleep points on per guy. game guy." Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, because when he got more opportunity, that's, that's he what was happens. Good. When, like you watch the games, you see different. You, you know, know who else I said that about when he was on Denver, not getting much Malik burn? Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. I mean, you said he could be an all star. A lot of people that. said that, bro. Nah. You saw it. Malik Beasley was clear. You saw the talent. Beasley was good, though. Yeah, you saw the talent. You see it with Garrison Matthews. You don't see it with Garrison Matthews? How don't you see it? In terms of like compared to like Beasley? Not compared to uh, Beasley. But you I don't I don't how can you not see Garrison Matthews be like, okay, he can be one of the better three point shooters in the NBA? I think with him, honestly, it depends. How's his defense? He's okay. I mean, you said well, he's number two in charge of taking. Yeah, he definitely I, I mean, think he's better defensively than Duncan. Oh, which is that's not hard. Okay, but <laughs> that's not hard. This is my thing with that. You're saying that yet yeah, Duncan is a starter and his defense is like one of the worst in the league. So it's like I get what you're saying, but like to compare him to Duncan, not saying like it's like a gap in player, but no, he's saying that's who he can be, bro. Yeah, but Duncan is a starter. Like whether you want to, we can criticize his defense all day. His defense is atrocious. He's but an he's elite a, shooter. He's an elite shooter. He's a starter for a playoff, a championship contender team in the East right now. Like he's that, bro. And you're talking about a guy who's putting up numbers on a bad. I'm talking about a guy who just got his opportunity that's showing that's showcasing his it's talent. A, it's the same thing with Joe Harris. Once he yeah, got his opportunity, we'll see, we'll see. he started getting if, if better. You, if you, you know, when Joe Harris was on Cleveland, nobody cared. And about I told him. you that he was going to be one of the better three point shooters in the he NBA. You would have been like, no, he would never get a big contract. And then I would have been like, you're just guessing. Okay, so you think we're, you think he's just guessing with Garrison yeah. right now? Yes, I'm. Just, but I've been. I, this is an educated guess. I don't think there's no education behind this. I'm not gonna. Have lie. you seen him play? How's it no like education? Once. Well, I watched the Bulls in Houston game. How was he playing that game? He was all right. He's, he does what he does. Like it's like good three point shooter. Yeah, but it's like so many of those in the league. It's like it's easy to just say, oh yeah, he can shoot the three. I think he's gonna be you know here for a long time. Yeah, but there's no real, there's no really educated guess. Like you're just guessing. Like there's no stats to back up what you're saying. Yes, there is. Washington, he averaged five points. He shot forty percent from three. No, he shot thirty eight. I just seen it. Oh wow, thirty eight. He, he averaged five elite. points. He averaged five points. Washington barely made the playoffs. 16 minutes, bro. He got 16 minutes on a playing team. You think he's going to get 16 minutes on a playoff team? After he showcases his talents in, in Houston? Houston? Yes. All right, we're going to see. We're going to come, Gary, we're gonna come back to Garrison Matthews this. had 15 against you guys. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's his average. No, his average is 12. No. 
Oh, right I'm, now, just talk. Pardon me. You as thinking a, of the I'm, run? I'm, yeah, that, that's what the question is. What do we think yeah, of their run? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if you got. I really want to see. I, matter of fact, I wish we can take him out right now nah, but and put not, him on bro, the shit. I yeah, wish yeah. I could trade Fournier for him. I start him on the next right Yo, now. Yo, but it's, see, cr- it's crazy because, right, like, on. you think we're elevating him to this certain level. We're just saying he's Duncan Robinson, bro. That's not nothing crazy. <laughs> like that's just weird. Really sit Duncan back and Robinson think is Duncan got... Robinson like is that really that crazy? Like is that to say like one, like if he okay. said Clay Thompson, I'd be like, oh, you're no, bugging. You're saying but he said no. You're Duncan? saying a, a journeyman is a is a starter well, on Joe his Harris was team. a journeyman too. <laughs> no, okay, Actually, no journey, we're talking about them right. We're talking about them right now. Be until they prove themselves. No, we're talking about them right now though. That's what you're saying. We're saying a guy. We're saying a guy wasn't Duncan Robinson? Didn't he have a hard path to the NBA? Too wasn't he a division three player? Wait, wait, wait. I see a lot of similarities. We're talking about him right now though. I got a question. All that's irrelevant. I feel like you're digging way too deep into this. That's like when we do our draft evaluations and we're like, okay, Jalen Green can be Bradley Beal. And you're like, oh, that's asinine. No, 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 no. Because no, 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 no. This is a difference. You see the potential. You're making an educated guess. You've seen him play. So you're seeing the potential of Jalen Green to be an all-star. We see the potential. I can't see the potential of Garrison Matthews being a role player. I could talk. Can I speak? Can I speak? Go ahead. Just talk over me. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. What are we saying that's that Can I speak? You're still talking over me. Can I speak? Thank you. Let us know, please. Jalen Green and Bradley Bill are completely <laughs> different, bro. No, it like, was a- like he's saying what what you're saying is we think Jalen Green has can be that because of his potential, because yeah. of his ability. You're telling me that Garrison Matthews can, be, can be the starter on a playoff team because he's doing this on the one of the worst teams in the league. Not off, not off anything. You, you just say, yeah, I think he. I, I'm just gonna guess. I think I, he can do it. He, you, I'm talking about you because you said this before. He can do anything. You said this before the 12 points. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You said this when he averaged five on a playing team. That's what you said. You said, yeah, I've seen this guy put up bro, five. You gonna points. look? You gonna I look think at he the? Can do this. You look at the averages and you're gonna be miss misconstrued in what you're saying. You're not going to be educated on what you're saying. Because you just look at the averages when I'm watching the games, bro, I'm watching the film. I'm I'm, I'm chopping you it up. You watched Washington's film? Yes, I watched them a lot last year. Okay. That's so fair. I'm watching, I, I, I'm I like, okay, I Garrison believe, Matthews, I think, can I be believe, good. Because there was games where he had minutes, and I see the way he his stroke, his shooting stroke, okay. his form, it looks very natural. Right. It looks... There's a lot of rhythm there. I, I'm a, I really do hope he gets on the playoff team. I want to see the, this Garrison Matthews guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he just reminds me of Joe Harris. You know, you get your opportunity, you make the most of it, you develop each and every year, and that's it. I mean, that, that's and like, there's going to be a every, team that, that see. Look, if he finishes the year with Houston Average in 13, there's going to be a team that There's going to be a I team out, out there that's like, he okay, you know, this guy's good. Uh, you, you told me. my son. No, we won't. Oh, you told me Joe Harris, Duncan Robinson, so he better be either a lead leader, three point percentage, or he better be a guy that's hit knocking so down. What, shots. what if he's a forty percent three point shooter? Is How many points is he average? If he doesn't average ten, I don't like want to 11, hear nothing. From, ten to eleven. Then I'll be. Then we can talk about. It. But if he doesn't do that, if he's still that guy, twenty but minutes he's at the get bench the minutes first. It, you act it, like there it, aren't some players that it. start on playoff teams that aren't that good. I never said that. You're assuming. You make it sound there's like a, that. There's though. a there's a player that just, on the Nets just that's not that good. That's your whole your whole analysis on Garrison. It, oh, it's crazy to say Garrison can be Duncan. Is that Duncan starts for a playoff team? You're not even going about how their skill sets talking are about similar. the game, just the games. I, no, but his games. No, are no, 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 no. Like if he said Clay Thompson, you no, have but every I right to spaz but, but out. No, no, but I, but I literally said. I said they probably do have similar game, but you're just saying it because they can shoot the ball. There's a lot of guys in the league that can just shoot the ball. Armani Brooks can shoot the ball. He's been on the bottom of the bench for a while. Like guys who he's can finally shoot. getting a shot though. He's yeah, good. but here's and my he's thing. Shining. Yeah, look, but look, look. These guys are getting shots 
on bottom dwellers. Duncan Robson got his shot on a playoff I mean, team, but bro. But th- these guys aren't going to get shots on contenders. You got to start Duncan somewhere. But Duncan did, though. That's my point. Duncan did, bro. Like, Duncan did. Bro, you're starting Javante Green. Because Pat's injured. Yeah, but job, you guys are a playoff team. Is Javante a starter? Javante will... What do you mean? He's about Javante? to say Javante will lock somebody up. Right? I was going to say that. But I'm not even like, Javante's only starting because of an Pat's injury. injury. Garrison isn't even doing that. Like, 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 it's like, bro, like, look what you're doing again. Like, no, what do you mean? I'm just saying, just because you're a starter on a playoff team doesn't mean but that. But he's only a starter. But, so is he a, but is he a starter if the team's healthy? Garrison's not a starter if the team's healthy. Though. Oh, really? Yeah, because Jalen Green. Oh, okay. Jalen Green's better than that's what, But that's what I'm saying. You, you try to bring up Javante Green, but he's not a starter. Duncan's starting because of the fit. He's not starting because he's the best player at that position. Tyler Hill was better than him. Oh, way better. Victor Oladipo is better than him. 1,000%. But you, he's so it's the fit for the reason why he's starting. So, yeah, so don't use, oh, he's starting. Oh, no, you can't. On a championship comparison. Well, because he's starting. But you, you, you got, now you guys are going to try to downplay why Duncan is starting. Like Duncan's an elite I know shooter. why he's that's starting. Why he's that's starting. actually incredible that guys are better than him. He's still starting at that position. That's actually great for him, honestly. That's and it's incredible that, that like, this guy, Garrison Matthews, went, undra- went undrafted. And so now did Duncan Robinson. I get it, but it's it's an amazing story that Garrison Matthews finally finding his footing in the league, and he has a chance to you know prove guys <laughs> like you wrong. That's all we're saying. All right, we'll see. We'll he, see like we'll I see. said, Joe Harris, Duncan buys. He gives me that. Garrison Matthews, he's a cool guy to follow. We'll see. We'll see. Man, I don't follow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I follow yeah, him. Yeah, you know, that's my guy. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, and it's funny that you know Riv, Riv and Drew. Well, mostly Riv. He's always like, oh, he's not a Rockets fan no more. I still keep up with the Rockets, and I root for the Rockets, man. Garrison Matthews is my guy. I'm I gonna, like Armani Brooks a lot. You were too. you were at a Nets game rooting. You were at a Nets game with Nick's gear rooting for the Nets. <laughs> You're that type of guy. I'm gonna tell what them can all I say? that too. I love James Harden. No, you were man. at a Nets game with Nick's gear on, like the full gear. Talk about go Harden, yeah He's Harden. Like, go and, then when, and then when the Knicks, <laughs> and then when the Knicks came back, you said yeah Knicks. That was you. Like you were that guy. I'm a so, diehard New Yorker man. What can I say? Crazy guy. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Garrison Matthews, man. Garrison Matthews, I can't wait until you. I'm send you. Can I send you his highlights tonight? No, I don't know. Don't send me nine games. Like I don't want to see that, bro. Bro, in three years, Garrison's gonna be starting on a playoff team. How old is he? Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. That's when it's prom. He's gonna be in his prom. In twenty twenty eight, we'll see. He's gonna be you better hope. You better hope, bro. You better hope. You better hope. Bro. I'm not. I'm not gonna hope. I know it's gonna happen, bro. Wow, bro, we're struggling to get minutes to Washington. And Rockets <laughs> until somebody got hurt. Yeah, like come on, bro. Guess his opportunity. Well, but now when Jalen Green comes back, Matthews will definitely be in the rotation still. Oh hell yeah, mm-hmm. they've had success with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? Rockets potential playing team. You don't know. You never know. <laughs> with this, with this new small ball lineup, it can happen. Yo, you're crazy. The Rockets, they, they yo, beat the Rockets, you. You yo. can't say nothing, bro. Oh wow. They beat you. You wow. can't say nothing. Wow. The Rockets beat Chicago. You got to keep your mouth shut. You know, oh yo, you know what's crazy? Now, you know, like, you know what's hilarious? Oh. If we flip our record, we still have a better record than them. Like, if we flip our wins and losses, we still have more wins than them. Like, we still do. You know, and like, they, they, they caught a win. It's cool. I can talk. Knicks beat the Rockets. We beat you twice. You stop talking. Talk, How about they that? Wow. Like, you, bro. you stop <laughs> they talking. You. It don't matter. Like, they can have it. That was their highlight. That was their championship right there. That was the best win of the season. Yeah, like, that was their championship. Didn't mean nothing for us. We moved on. He was a dumb tight though. Yeah, but we moved on. <laughs> Went beat shot twice. Don't know why you're talking. Houston last week was historically bad, and this week it seems like a, a new team has risen up the ranks in a historically bad category. OKC lost by 73 points to the Memphis Grizzlies, 152 to 79. Largest blowout 
in NBA history. OKC is 6 and 16. Nine of Memphis's 12 players that played scored in double digits. Two of them almost scored in double digits that didn't score in double digits. The Grizzlies shot 62% from the field, 53% from three, had double the rebounds, three times the assists, eight times more steals, and 82 points in the paint. And there was a 15-point margin between the Grizzlies bench and Thunder's entire team. What are your thoughts on OKC's 73-point blowout loss? And do you think the league should step in this rebuilding process, this blatant tanking? Because I've heard a lot of takes about that, about how Sam Presti is. Uh, he's ruining the league because OKC's tanking Trying to be so like another bad. Philly, right? Yeah, trying to be another Sam Hinkie. And yeah. this is a disgrace to the NBA. What are your thoughts on this? I don't think they tanked that game. <laughs> they just didn't have their best player. Yeah, I don't think they take SGA did not Josh play. Giddy didn't, didn't, didn't play. Like yeah, Derek they, Favors didn't play. Granted, Grizzlies Derek Favors. Granted, <laughs> John Morant didn't play either. So you know, it's like, uh, but I don't the think Grizzlies I, are still a good team. Yeah, I don't think the Thunder went to that game tank. I think they just like they got embarrassed. Yeah, like, I don't think they, they just got destroyed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Trey Mann though. He's finally getting the minutes, and I, I love to see it. You know, he, he had 12 points. Player. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think they. Sam Presti has had some history with tanking recently. Like he has. Well, had just some, it's what two seasons of it. Yeah, he's had had some. But I think like this game specifically, and actually another blowout that happened. Like this was in 2018. Last year, it wasn't last year. Oh no, I'm talking about. Oh, I'm I'm ahead of schedule. Last year, OKC on the road lost by 57 too. I oh, 2018, Boston blew us out by 70. Seriously? Yes. I don't remember that. No, yeah, they may, may not have been 70, but it was a like 50, 60 points. They destroyed us, wow. bro. Just like this. So it's like, I don't think, I think just, like, I was watching the highlights. Memphis just hit everything. Like, they didn't miss. Oh, you're watching highlights. They're just going to show the makes. I mean, was, <laughs> that's all that. That's you, all you, you saw. Know, the mix is like every like every fifteen <laughs> seconds. Grizzlies come down, hit the make, then they come down, well, hit they the make. Five points in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. I've never seen it. Has, is that the lowest points in the quarter? Is, are you sure it was five? I, I like could have sworn more. I saw it was five points in the fourth. You I'm kept watching. That. I watched the entire game, bro. Why? Because <laughs> I wanted to see. I was curious. I kind of want to go do that too now. Just to see like I was curious. I mean, you're right. They did hit everything. I mean, from what I saw, I just felt I just feel like OKC outside of a few guys just have a lot of players that don't belong in the NBA. I mean, you look at their roster. Pardon me, they didn't score five. I thought I saw You look at their roster, you could probably wow. name four or five guys that'll probably be here next year. Dort, Shea, Giddy, Man. Man. Maybe Poku. yeah, Poku. Maybe even one more. Baisley. Baisley's Darius so inefficient. Baisley? He's been. He's. I don't, been I don't think they bring him back. How about uh, favors. He's just there for. We drafted him. I don't think Kenrich Williams played either. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a big loss. So um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl had a minus fifty six. He didn't plus score, minus. right? No, he didn't score. He had a minus. He, like that's that's the worst. I think. Plus I think he'll minus. stay though. I like Jeremiah. Uh, bro, honestly, crazy, the man. Athletic posted that stat to like kind of showcase how bad he was and stuff, but he's been solid for OKC. I, I feel like, you know, they're getting a lot of negative press right now. And they lost by 70. Yeah, deservedly so, but 
people that are acting like Jeremiah Robinson Earl is this bad player hasn't they haven't been watching okay. He's been good. Yeah, he's, he, he's good for this new NBA. He's really good. That small ball big. I, yeah. I like him. But even guys like I think this dude named Watson and and Gabriel Deck like they they're suck. just whatever. Ty Jerome <laughs> also suck. is not good. Ty Jerome is. A, New York. a bench player, yeah, a bench was, warmer. You know what's crazy? He was cooking against the Nets. Everybody does, bro. I need I you to understand. Like, I need you to he understand. Was cooking that. in the he was, he's a Wisconsin legend. He didn't go to Wisconsin. He went to Virginia. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went to he played with uh, DeAndre Hunter. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He's on that team. Yeah, he, he's he's not bro, very so good Wisconsin. either. You know I mean, he's from New York, right? Yeah, he is. That's yeah. what they were. The broadcasters were saying. It's Hydro's from New York. He just he plays like a New York player. Really? Yes. I honestly, genuinely look. He, he looks jelly, like a Wisconsin he, player. He he uh he looked at Bruce Brown and Jelly. That's why I knew he's from New York. <laughs> but after the uh, after the blowout loss, Mark Dagan, their coach, yeah, was what did he like, say? He said, "This is not who we've been all season." <laughs> <laughs> now he's not lying. He's not he's lying. Not he's host, not lying. You know, before these games, they lost to the Bucks by seven. Celtics by six. Jazz by six. Yeah, they're they're by competitive. Two. So they're it's competitive. not like they, they they're not, bro. That's why I feel like people that say, oh, they're blatantly tanking. No, they're not, bro. Like, They've been competitive they just, all year. The talent. Memphis just had Memphis just had a historically great shooting night for their standards. And OKC for, didn't have a lot of NBA players nobody, on the court, and they couldn't hit anything. Nobody's guessing. John Moran not playing. You're not guessing they're going to walk in and do that to them. Like, not even blow them out. You're thinking, all right. You know what I'm saying? Imagine you took the spread on that. Yeah, like the spread was probably. Imagine you took 25, minus 25 spread, and then that shit pops up to 70. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's nuts. It's, they've been, when SGA and Giddy play, they've been very competitive. So, yeah. you know, this they're not tanking. They're actually really playing hard this year. But it's really hard to lose by 70, though, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Like, How yeah. do you even do that? They were. They probably stopped playing they after they were down 40. That reminds me of 40. a story when, when I was a... Uh, there was this startup AAU team that was here in Hackensack that was it was getting started up. The team was called the Rim Rattlers, <laughs> which was is hindsight a horrible name for an AAU team. A Rim Rattlers basically means like you're missing shots, like you rattle the rim. Right. They're trying to think like you dunking it. Yeah, like none of us, <laughs> yeah. nobody was dunking. Yeah, so th- there was a startup AAU team, and I signed up with it with uh, my friends. I was with uh, with Brian and Edwin. They're my close friends, right? And we played. Also, Michael Michael Ajay was there too. He was playing. He was the starting center, bro. <laughs> so we we went and we went to our first AAU game at the at the Gym Rats Gym. And I I think we faced Gym Rats that AAU team, or we faced somebody else. Mm-hmm. I was coming off the bench, so they were starting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> every every single inbound, they gym the Gym Rats they were pressing, bro. And whenever somebody was trying to make a pass, whether it was Edwin or Brian, I forgot who came off the bench with me, but I think somebody started. But every single time trying to make a pass, that shit got stolen, bro. And they would just lay it up in fast break. And, bro, like, by the time I checked into the game, we were down, like, 30, bro. Bro came in and like, I can't do that. And then when I came in the game... The same shit brought past it. Oh my god, damn! <laughs> they was scoring, bro. Yo, we were down like fifty something, bro. Like we were, we got, we got embarrassed that game. Michael was over here getting laid up on. Michael actually played a good game, and it's funny because before the game, yo, you crying, um, laughing. Yeah, I'm cry- it's funny. Yo, before the game, Brian, Brian, who's uh, my friend, his dad is a very passionate dude. He's like a motivational guy, and. Before the game, he was giving us this big time <laughs> pep talk and motivation. He was like, "Give it all you got, give it all you got." Hey, I got then at halftime, bro, at halftime we were losing by forty, and then he's like, "Snow quit, man." <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, 
you gotta have the heart. You gotta have the heart, bro. We ended up losing with like fifty something. I'd be like, bro, we're down fifty. And when what? OKC lost by seventy three, I couldn't help but think, bro. I know how it feels like to get embarrassed that bad, but that was fifty, dog. Well, we ever got embarrassed like that? In, nah, right? In, in the in the men's league that we've been in, what's mostly, mostly lost by like eighteen, right? Mostly lost by was like twenty five, but the dude gave us fifty. And it probably oh. felt just like that because he was hitting from like logo. Yo, I remember, but I had like twenty eight that game. You had like twenty five. Yeah, the but only it's one like, who showed up. But that he night, scored yeah. more than both of us combined, bro. Because who was guarding? Uh, we're not getting into that. Uh, anyways, like, bro, <laughs> that was funny. It's like it's He's like cooking. <laughs> losing my fifty is crazy. Losing my seventy three is On like national. Next, is like next TV. level. Like I lost in silence. They lost like on the TV, like. They people watch that game, Locally, bro. Yes, I turn off the game when my team starts losing by like twenty. Yeah, whoever yeah. stayed and watched that die hard because it wouldn't be me. What's the most you've lost by an AAU or high school or men's league? I think twenty five. Twenty five. Oh, wow. I'll probably say oh thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah, thirty. We went to. Uh, I played for the Gazelles, and we went. To, we played gym rats too. The gazelles. Yeah, we played Kyle Baker actually, and um, yeah, they blew us out by like forty, bro. They, it wasn't even them pressing us. They just was hitting everything. Yes, bro. Like they just they put themselves in the zone. We had our big. We couldn't beat them, and then they go down, and they just casually would score, pick and roll. They're big with dunk and everything. Bro, that full court press is a cheat code when there's a discrepancy in talent, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. That's why code. they do it. Like things get really bad, dog. <laughs> Yo, I just saw every that pass was a turnover. That shit was getting swatted. Bro, it gets bad, bro. Yo, bro, that shit was hilarious, dog. I was like, yeah, bro, just sit me. I'm I'm good off this. I'm gonna just watch. At this point, I'm gonna just watch. Said <laughs> at this point, I'm gonna just watch. Thinking about OKC though, it it ha- it gave me this thought because because this Philly the Philadelphia 76ers tanked, they started the process in 2013 with Sam Hinkie. Uh, by like I think 2016 around there, the commissioner forced—I don't know if it was Silver or Stern—I'm not sure one of those—but they forced the Colangelo's on the Sixers. But Sam Hinkie, he drafted Michael Carter Williams, who won Rookie of the Year, Embiid, traded for Sarich. He found Covington and McConnell, drafted Jalil Okafor. That, that was a miss. But they then they forced Jerry Colangelo onto the team, and the roster at the time was. Covington, Nerlens Noel, Rashawn Holmes, uh, T.J. McConnell, Jeremy Grant, Embiid, and Sarich. So it was a pretty talented team, like knowing what they are now, yeah. And Hinky resigned at the end of the season because he didn't want to work with those guys anymore. Sam Hinky, before they got Hinky in 2013, the Sixers had 13 future picks in the next, in the next like five years. When Hinky when Hinky got there. The picks they had from 2013 to 2018 rose to 33 picks. So he accumulated picks kind of like Sam Presti is doing. I just hope the league doesn't step in and try to overrun um, Sam Presti the same way they did with Sam Hinkie. Because I think Sam Hinkie, if he was able to finish the process, we would have seen a mansion built. Like We would have seen Philly with a, a... a bunch of talent. And Sam Price is doing the same thing. He's accumulating picks. And frankly, I don't think anybody should be looking at these two past seasons as an indictment at, for Sam Presti as a GM. Because this is a guy with OKC who has made the playoffs in 10 of the 
of the last 11 seasons who, dra- who drafted KD, Ross Harden, Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, and Steven Adams. This isn't a guy who is an incompetent GM. He's proven a lot in this league. Sam Hinkie, different story. But I hope that the league doesn't try to overrun Sam Presti because of media pressure. Because I think OKC is going to become really good with all the picks they've accumulated over the, the next coming years. Yeah. So next topic. Kemba Walker is out of the rotation for the New York Knicks. I just want to go first and be brief. You know, just, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know. Joel, <laughs> uh, uh, I've known you for almost 14 years, bro. You know, we, we went, we, actually, I've known both of you for almost 14, 15 years. You know, we went up to elementary school together, middle school, high school together. You know, we've, we've known each other for a really long time. You, you guys, we we talk sports in high school. We used to talk all day, all day, you know. And then with the podcast, it jumped up. Now we talk sports all the time. Joel, your takes are literally the wildest takes I've ever. You are literally a Skip Bayless type of wild man. Your takes are very, but you you're passionate about them. You're very, you know. I believe this without doubt in my mind. I have the facts to back up what I say. And I love that about you. You know, you real. Your Kemba take sucked. Like it, it legit was horrible. Like it was really like one of your. Like, the worst take you've ever said. You said, you came into the season. Oh, yeah, Kemba, he averaged 20 points. He still got it. You know, Kemba's still going to be this guy. Kemba, New York, uh, third seed. We're going to do this. He's going to come in. And I told you, I may have been wrong. I may have said uh, Alfred Payne may have been as bad, maybe way worse than what I advertised. But I told you, Kemba is washed. He's not going to give you nothing on defense and your team is a def- your coach is defensive minded. He's not going to give you anything on defense. And if his offense is there, oh my God, he's literally a waste of space. <laughs> and my God, you played us once. Kemba had his little fun run. He did his thing against the Bulls in Chicago. It was cute. And then you came up. Yeah, yeah, we're better than third seed. You started going crazy. Kemba this, Kemba that. <laughs> Word. Ever since then, this man has been a shell of himself. Now he's out of rotation. Granted, I think quickly has played I think Burks, you know, I was wrong about him. He's looked good. I think this lineup right now offensively has been a lot better for Nier. Him and Randall have a little bit of a connection, so I think their chemistry is good. For Nier has to be more consistent. But uh, Mitch has to, you know, he has, he's has he been the same player for a while. He The defense is elite, but he it's just he's he fouls too much, and sometimes he makes Bonehead. Like he, he has a JaVale McGee IQ at times. Sometimes he just makes Bonehead mistakes but nonetheless I think Kemba getting out the lineup it probably wasn't the like I don't think he should have fully been taken out the lineup maybe you know gets minutes here in spurts like fully taken out is insane but at the same time he's cooked he's washed he hasn't you know that 20 points a game was was not like it was a it was it was a illusion like this dude is not good even in the playoffs when he played against you guys like he just wasn't good like and you can see it now he isn't good he doesn't have that same burst of speed the jump shot is inconsistent and if he's not scoring he's not giving you anything else like it that's literally it it like he's literally Isaiah Thomas now that's literally what he is like he's not giving you anything else and i, I wish Knicks fans you know you guys love to say oh we got him on a good deal not really, because he was literally wasting your time when he was on the court. He was wasting your time. He's put you out in bad situations. So I'm glad y'all realized it now, 20 games in. Bench him. He's not good. He's washed. And I'm glad we've come to this conclusion that he's cooked. And you were wrong. And I was right. Okay. Uh, you said a lot there. 
You're right. Kemba hasn't been good this year, and Thank even you. though his efficiency doesn't look bad, you watch the games and he's been horrible. Knicks have been outscored by 122 points with Kemba on the floor. He has the worst plus minus of any player on the team. <laughs> Knicks with Kemba have a 116 defensive rating, last oh in the goodness. NBA, 27th in offense. Knicks without Kemba have a 99 defensive rating. Oh. That's the best in the NBA, ninth in offense. Now, Kemba Walker, I'll just say this about him. He's a great dude. Always smiling. Always smiling. On the bench, and he's cheering. He's like our Theo Pinson this year now. He's wow. be- He's become our Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson. <laughs> and I-, I like that, you know, because Theo Pinson brought a lot of energy to the Knicks. Hopefully, Kemba can do the same. You're right. I was wrong about the Knicks. My morale about the Knicks is extremely low. I frankly have no hope for this team. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs play in, possibly. I understand that it's early in the season, but there are a lot of signs that show me that the Knicks, frankly, just aren't going to be good. I'll first talk about this. Alec Burks in three games that he started before this Denver game. uh, I'm not sure if Alec Burks played or not versus Denver. I don't know if you can double check that for me. But in three games at the start of the season, Alec Burks has averaged 21, 6, and 4. So he's been a, a spark Kemba he did being, play. He did play. Okay, so yeah. So outside of the Denver game, he's been averaging 21-6-4 as a starter. Kemba being bench allows Quentin Grimes to get some minutes, and I've been hoping for that. Even though I kind of want Deuce McBride to get called up and play because I think he's he can bring a lot to this team right now. But there's just a lot of signs that show the Knicks aren't going to, going to be a good team this season. I'll say this, though. The biggest reason why I don't think the Knicks will make the playoffs is because there are just so many good teams in the Eastern Conference right now. The the East has become the West pretty much. I mean, you have Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, teams that we know are at the top. Chicago, Chicago is a much better team than us. Charlotte the is Wizards. there. The Wizards Wait, are there. The Wizards are there. <laughs> no, no, no. Chicago what? He can't say it. The Bulls, yep, uh-huh. are a much better team mm. than the Knicks. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love life. I look at Cleveland. Think they're better than us. How about the Hawks? Say they're it. better than us. Celtics. They're better than us. <laughs> oh my! Okay. God. He's falling off. Ah <laughs> oh, man, do you think it's still a chance you guys get in? I don't yeah. think so. And, Ooh, and th- the reason for that is because. You look at the trend that's happening with the Knicks right now. Julius Randle has regressed from last season. Mm-hmm. Julie, and, and it's not all because of him. Well, it has most, mostly to do with it, but Julius Randle's not getting fouls called on him. Last season, his foul percentage was at 12.4. This season at 10.7. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a, that's yep. a big change, right? Randle's shooting 33.9% on pull-ups this year. Last year, it was at 41.5%. Last season, Randall shot 42% on catch-and-shoot shots. This season, it's at 31%. Randall has regressed tremendously. This past week, tough stretch of games. We faced the Suns, Bulls, Nets. We beat the Hawks, 1-3. Now, this upcoming, these upcoming stretch of games, Nuggets, we lost to them. We got blown out. The Spurs, Pacers, Raptors, Bucks, Warriors, Rockets, Celtics. This is a pretty tough schedule. The Spurs aren't a slouch. The Spurs are a competitive team. Pacers. The Pacers compete with us all the time. The Raptors are good. They Warriors beat us L. already. 
Warriors is out. Bucks, if they're healthy, it's Warriors an L. Warriors is an L. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't look like the Knicks are going to make the playoffs this year. I was wrong about the Knicks, and I have no problem admitting it. And it sucks because <laughs> last year before the season, we, we gave our preview for the Knicks. Tank for Cade was the title of the video. <laughs> and that was my slogan for the season, Tank for Cade. The Knicks come out and surprise me. And we make the playoffs of the fourth seed. Now That's this crazy. year, we get Fournier, we get Kemba. Okay, best bench in the NBA. Okay, expectations are here. And it looks like we're going to get a lottery pick this season because we just don't look like a good team. I don't know what it is about me having expectations <laughs> about the Knicks. When I have expectations, we stink. When I have no expectations, they're good. I think the Knicks were too good too early. We made a mistake by being good last season because we needed another player with a lot of talent. Because R.J. Barrett is the only player Knicks fans are banking on to be a star, to take that leap as a star. He has the most potential on our team. And I frankly don't see R.J. as a star. Can I ask you a question? Is there any chance you think quickly can become a star? Not right now. What I'm saying, in the, in, in the coming years? I've always compared him to Lou Will. And some Knicks fans have really high expectations for him. I've always compared him to a Lou Will. Lou Will. I think that's who you he is. You think he can't be a little better than that, though? Maybe a little bit better. Maxie. But he's not a true point guard. I think Maxie's way better than Quickly. Me personally, yeah, I just think... Way better? Yes, I do. No, yeah, Maxie is, Maxie's been phenomenal. Like they kind of play alike, though. I see Ben Gordon, Quickly. Ben Gordon. <laughs> ben Gordon. Gordon's all-star. One. But you look at the Knicks. Everything that could have went wrong, went wrong this season. Kemba Walker showed that he's completely washed. R.J. Barrett has regressed. He's not even shooting well from three this season. So last year, it looks like it was pretty much a fluke. Julius Randle is worse statistically in everything. Catch and shoot jump shots, pull up jump shots. He's showing very little effort. Mitchell Robinson gained a bunch of weight. He's always injured. But because he gained weight, he's not as bouncy and as athletic as he once was. That's hurting his game. Fournier is a whatever guy. Everything that could have went wrong for the Knicks went wrong. And that's why we're in this position right now. Ultimately, though, Kemba being out of the rotation is the right move. But how do the Knicks revive this season? Should they even revive this season? I've been hearing that John Wall is a potential name out there from Bleacher Report from A. Sherrod Blakely. A source close to the Knicks indicated New York may also have a potential trade partner in the Houston Rockets or eager to move to John Wall. Does John Wall change the Knicks? I feel like he's just he he played well last season coming off of two major injuries, but he's another guy that's out of his prime. He's he's closer to watch than he is an all-star. I think the Knicks I feel like we should just get a top pick. We should just hope for a lottery chance. We we need another talent. We need another talent. Do you think Dame would you want Dame now? Because you were very adamant on not getting him before. So let me ask you, is, do you think a Damon Randall would make you more? And I don't want to say, because I feel like that's obviously that's not going to put you over the top. But would it make you more appealing to get maybe a third star to maybe uplift you up top? You think Damon Randall could make that? Because I think Randall can be a third star on a championship team. I think he can be that Chris Boss, that Kevin, definitely that better than Kevin Love. Relax. Being disrespectful. Kevin Love averaged 26 and 14 back to back. Oh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Kevin, I mean, Kevin Love as a third star. 18 and 10? Yeah, I think Randall can definitely be that. Well, Kevin and Love that he plays won defense. a three point contest. 
What the hell? He's a stretch big. Randall, really, I don't know if he's consistent from there enough for him yeah. to really be complimentary. Is Chris Bosh stretch big? Yeah, yes. but Chris Bosh yeah. was well, all-NBA guy. His percentages from three weren't, like, spectacular. But you could still stretch. You could be, he hit mid-range. Julius Randle, I, I don't really think he fits with other star players. I, I just really don't. I think he is either the best player on a team that's not very good outside of that one year with New York, or he's a guy that is going to teeter around the league. I think you're you're um downplaying his work ethic. And I think you're downplaying his ability to adjust as he's shown okay. he's shown you that he that, can that, adjust. That, that's fair. I'll also say this. Julius Randle needs help. He <laughs> needs help. His second best the, the second best player on the Knicks right Burks. now is Alec Burks. Yep. RJ Barrett can't create his own shot. Evan Fournier he's is so inconsistent. Julius Randle needs help. Do I want Dame? I'm not opposed to the trade. Mm. I'm not. I just think that if we get Dame, it's it's putting tape on a crack. The crack is eventually going <laughs> to go. Okay. I don't know if he, he will make the playoffs with Dame for sure. There's yep. no doubt about it. Well, what is that really doing but for you in the long what, term? What is it doing us for the long term? You know, yeah. who's going to come That's in why New York? Does it appeal a third guy? It, it might make sense because Randall's contract is team-friendly. Even with Dame, we'd probably have a max cap slot, so we can sign a lot of really great players. I'm not opposed to it. And at this point, I think RJ's RJ Barrett's value is is lowering yeah. the more he plays. Yep. So now is the time to tell Chauncey, here's your motor guy. Yeah, and I think, you know, Dame can attract guys to come play with him. You know, oh, yeah. I think he has that ability and people want to play with Dame. It's just nobody wants to go to Portland. You know, so now you put Dame, you put New York together. Now it's like, hey, look, Big Apple. Oh, look, Dame's there. So it's like, they're hey. going to go crazy. Yeah, and now Dame. it's like, yo, maybe go maybe so I do want to go there. I mean, we got Kevin Durant and Harden and Barclays. I can't go over there, but maybe I can go to the next best thing, Dame in New York. You know, better arena, the Mecca, Dame. Why not? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm just throwing, you know, scenarios out there that because you guys can still make it work. You still have young pieces you can trade. You still have a really good head coach. Mm -hmm. You still have a, 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 a office GM office that's been getting better. So you still have things to look forward to, just not to play on the court at the moment. Yeah. You know, so it's still optimism in New York. You should feel like it's just tough right now because you guys just got blown out by 30. It's crazy because the best movie could have made this offseason was probably signing Caruso to be a starting point guard. Mm. Leah, look at that. Or that year you guys could have signed Fred Van Vliet. Remember you were uh, I campaigning. Wanted Fred. Wanted Fred I wanted Fred. Van Vliet. That would have been a good signing for them. Yeah, Fred is good. Should have came I, back home too. I mean, with the John Wall situation, I mean, is uh is that like off a buyout? 44 mil is insane. Is that off a buyout or a trade? It would have to be a trade. Okay, then don't do that. Yeah, 44 mil. Is, I don't I think, but I think even if he buys, he's not going to New York. I think he he'll going? go to either so? the Clippers, Miami, or the Bucks. Why Miami? What do you mean why Miami? To be a backup behind Kyle Lowry? That was one of his destinations, one of the places he wants to go to. How about to. Brooklyn? He probably would go there, too. I think Brooklyn would be good. I mean, I'll, you, I, Brooklyn would be good, too. I said that I was okay with getting the John Wall if it was a buyout. If it's not a buyout, you shouldn't trade any assets for him, and you shouldn't take his contract. So then just get Eric that, Gordon. That's out the trade for him. Eric Gordon is good. I mean, to trade... Uh, you think Indiana will trade one of those guys? What? The Pacers? They're for not who? winning. Wait, for who? I'm just saying. You don't no, think trade one of them for who? Like, who are they trading for? Who? Somebody on who? 
No, no, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the Knicks making a trade with the with the Pacers. Oh, to get who? It depends. Like they have some appealing players, and they're not on a good team. Ooh, Karis LeVert. You you would you you would, you would want that with the history? Not really. Yeah, I don't think. How about a how about a Malcolm Brogdon? Hell no. You would want Brogdon? With, he's not even bad. I don't yo. think he's bad. I just don't think right now you might as well go shoot for the stars instead of get mid. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not really much options. Indiana has no appealing players for them. Just for them. I don't think there's no So way. you would so if it's a Dame trade, RJ has to be in the package. I think I think RJ no. if you can throw RJ in the package. RJ and I don't Fournier. Think RJ Fournier and maybe Kemba to match the contracts because he's you know Dame is due for about thirty something. So I think if you could throw those three, maybe but a pick, not. a pick or two. I think you can manage to keep Top and Mitch and quickly, and then you know maybe even throw in another one of those. You know we guys. could just get we could throw in RJ Nerlens Noel. They need a, they need a backup center. That too, you know, like just try to throw try to do as much as even throw in one of them young guys, Deuce Deuce or Grimes, but try to keep quickly Top and Mitch is. I mean, good as possible. That might. I wouldn't be, be opposed to trading Mitch. I'll be honest. Really? Yeah, if that's the case, then RJ Mitch Fournier, you're done. That's that might it. be a good option because I mean, this free agency class that's coming up is pretty. It's pretty loaded with with some talent. So maybe uh-huh. it's got some talent in that class. I well, mean, Kawhi resigns. James Harden, Zach Levine, uh, Bradley Beal is going to be a free agent. Kyrie Irving's going to. Bradley's going to be a free agent only if he declines his option. He's making bread, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all making bread. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. I think he's. Since they're winning now, I yeah. think he'll probably we gotta stay. See how James Harden to the Mecca at the end of the season. See now, if you could do like a James Harden and Damian Lillard type thing, that'd be pretty cool. It would have to be a signing trade. Also, because if Dame goes there, you wouldn't have cap enough cap to yeah, sign. Yeah, no, we, 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 would, we would do a sign. The Nets would do a signing trade. Randall's, Randall's contract's not a max. <laughs> oh wow! This thing, this makes things. But that means you have to let Burks go. Nerlens. Oh, we signed Burks for three years. Oh wow, this gets interesting. Then there is no signing trade. You just lose Harden. You're stuck with Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, there's a signing trade stuck. with Harden. Stuck with Kevin Durant? Yeah, just Dolo. They're not winning anything. That'd be a You don't think he'll attract some players? Uh, Kevin this. Durant, bro. Zach's not going there. Fine, I don't want him. Zach's going to New York. Bro just beat you out twice. He's not going there. Why wouldn't he? There's nothing there for him. How old is Zach? Twenty seven. In his yeah, he wants to play for Tom Thibodeau. No, he doesn't. He should stay there, bro. The future's <laughs> no. pretty good. Damn. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Nah. How about Beal? You think Beal will come to the Nets? If Washington keeps winning, I really don't see Beal leaving. Well, honestly, Beale? I think Beal is fine. With, I think Harden leaves, but Beal pulls up, and hopefully Kyrie. Stays. I think Beal is as comfortable. Is probably the most like he's like a Dane. He's so comfortable in Washington as long as they're winning, he's he weird, doesn't care because like he's he's been complaining all these years, and then when they finally win, he wants to stay. I think he's that's all he wanted to do: win, but be the best player. I think he doesn't even like. I think he just wants to for them to be competitive and win, and he's the best player. And he's comfortable there. Like, he's fine. So I don't think he'll leave. We'll see. I mean, I want to see where they end up at the end of the year. Talking about a really good playoff team. Well, talking about a really good team in the Eastern Conference right now that are in the. In the playoff race, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're currently the sixth seed in the East. They're 13-5 and five with Evan Mobley in the lineup. They're 13-10 and 10 overall, which means they're 0-5 when Evan Mobley doesn't play. They're sixth in the East. They have won four in a row. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Can they make the playoffs this season? Right now, they're above the Hornets, Sixers, Celtics, Hawks, and Knicks. This is one of those teams I fear. You know, and... I fear them because we lack size. You know, 
with teams, you know, when you when when you have, you know, you, you got your Knicks, you got your Nets, you watch certain teams for certain matchups in the playoffs because certain teams they may not be as talented as you, like Cleveland, but they match up. They they might be matchup problems, and for us, it's guys with size. You know, Indiana, even though they're not that good, they pose trouble for us because they have Miles Turner, Philly. Sabonis, Philly. They pose trouble because the they Bucks. have Embiid. The Bucks, they're gonna pose us trouble. I think teams that have that. Size pose trouble, and for Cleveland, scares me because they run a three big lineup, you know. And even their two bigs, Allen and Mobley, are elite defensively, and Mobley can stretch out. So we can't even, Demar can't even go get a pick and roll and get Mobley because it's like it's not a mismatch, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Even Jared Allen is not that much of a mismatch, you He's know. Pretty good and then we, they got Garland, you know, Colin. I know he went out with the little. MCL or the uh, meniscus injury, but they're still a really good team. And you threw out the numbers, Mobley. When's the last time we've seen a rookie be this impactful? I mean, Donovan Mitchell. In terms of like this team going to the playoffs? Donovan Mitchell. Probably yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, LaMelo didn't, he was close, but he didn't get them there. You know, Anthony Edwards didn't get them there. Donovan Trey Young didn't get them. Like, it's, like, that's, and Donovan wasn't even a high lottery pick. I'm talking about like a top five pick. Like, I, I don't know. So, like, Mobley, that impact has been great. And this team has been playing so good together. And they've been playing such a team. Laurie Markin, and he's he's been playing. Much he's better. been playing good. He's revived himself. He's been a little bit healthier this year. He's been better on the defensive end. You know, this team has been good. Darius Garland's looking like he's gonna. He's taking that modest step forward. And I think Cleveland can definitely be not a dangerous team in the terms of they can make the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I don't think that. But I think they can be a dangerous Bulls team. Matchup so, yeah, they can make any series tough. Six games, maybe even seven games, because of the fact that they play defense and they play hard. Every single night. And when you're, when you're a young team that play defense, that's different because that wires in mentally. And then offense is just going to come when you have that type of talent. John Morant. Thank you. John Morant? Yeah. He made the playoffs his rookie year? Playing. Oh, but Donovan Mitchell's way better. Like, oh, damn, all right. His season was, <laughs> no, damn. because cause like Donovich made the second round. Yeah, I'm saying Evan Mobley might make the playoffs. So he, yeah. like, John made the play and he would have made the playoffs with that dumbass play. Never mind. Yeah. I don't want to get in touch. Yeah, he would have made it. Yeah, yeah. stupid ass rule they made. So, do you think Cleveland's making the playoffs? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Cleveland's going to make the playoffs. I mean, like like you guys said, I mean, Evan Mobley's. He didn't say it. <laughs> no, nah, but like what he's been saying all year about Evan Mobley, about how impactful he is, he really is. I mean, I was looking at the statistics. I mean, you pretty much said everything I was going to say. They were 5 and 0 with him in the lineup. And, he, and he, he, sneakily, he sneakily might be the best player on their team. Wait, what you? What do you mean? He's been saying this all year about Evan Mobley. He's the one who put me on him. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Wait, what are you talking? What are you about to say? He put you on. Like, I would read his tweets and then I would, you know, do my own research and watch wow. him play. Wow, that's crazy. That was a me and they, we, that was a me and Joel take. They 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 played us without him. We beat him yeah. with the Cavs, but I'm pretty sure we would have played that. It was a close game. I'm pretty sure we would. That was that definitely game. a you right. and I take, but. We def you push the agenda OD though. Nah, yeah, I thought I thought like I told, about okay, it. just just for those listening right now, in the offseason we did draft uh analysis. We we analyzed each analysis. draft prospect, yeah. the, the top ones at least. And but we he's did my an pick Evan for rookie of the year though. That's what I said. We did it we did an Evan Mobley draft analysis and in the in the video, me and River were very high on Mobley. The knock on Mobley was that he's undersized. Oh, he's 210 pounds. He's going to get pushed around. Riv and I said, no, it's not going to happen. The other knock was that, oh, centers take time to develop. We said, nope, he's already developed. He's going to make an immediate impact. We raved about his elite defensive ability. I'm going to link the video to, uh, this. to this segment <laughs> so you guys can watch it. 
But also, something that caught you by surprise that I said in that video passing was that Evan Mobley is a better passer than Cade Cunningham, and I think he's a better passer than Cade Cunningham. Oh, yeah, yeah, facts. And that was something that you were like, you think so? And I was like, I do. Evan Mobley, he's a great passer. He's an elite defender. The only knock I had on him coming out of college was that there are times where I want him to be more aggressive, and I want him to be more assertive on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. You, yeah, good. you caught me by surprise because when we, uh, we, me and you, when we talked about him and Cade, we said the same exact thing. So it was like, oh wow, you said that. like we was spot on with like we was on cue with everything, and then you said that. I was like, oh wow. Okay. I even said that Evan Mobley between him and Cade. It's really, if you have Evan Mobley won, I wouldn't be mad. I think Evan Mobley is deserving of that one He's spot. Really good. Yeah, we thought those were the one and two. I mean, he is. Jalen no. Green caught you off guard? No, I knew Houston was going to take it. I just thought Evan Mobley was the second best prospect. And Evan Mobley, to me, I, my comparison for him was AD, Chris Bosh. I think he has a lot of those similarities in his game. people say Jokic with defense. <laughs> I don't really see Jokic. I, I see people he, say Jokic. It makes it's, it's crazy because he's far along on defense than Chris Bosh. Like he's he's more AD than Bosh on defense, but yeah, he's more I think offensively. Bosch, he's more Bosh than AD on offense. Yeah, I think he's like offensively. But like even Bosch. though you know we could talk all day about Mobley because Mobley has been exceptional, and you can. I mean, he leads the league in contested shots, I believe, and yeah. in contesting shots. So he's been that great defensively. They're a different team, but in, in the chat. The pick a side chat with everybody that's on our team. John mentioned, and you mentioned that he helps out Allen a lot. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, Allen, even individually on his own, when Mobley has been out, Allen has been, been playing really well. putting up great numbers. Allen right now is averaging 16 and 11, has a 23.5 PER. I mean, he's playing at an playing really all-star well. level. Yeah. Mobley 14 and 8 and two blocks, and Garland 19 and 7. I'll admittedly say that. When the Cavs traded for Laurie Markkinen, I was like, wow, like having three bigs. Same. I'm really, uh, this is disgusting to me. I almost vomited in my own mouth. But it's been working. And J.B. Bickerstaff deserves a lot of credit for looking at the league and looking at every single team go small and say, we're going to do the exact opposite. And they're having success doing it. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. And even when Laurie went out, I mean, they were starting Dean Wade. <laughs> Dean he's Wade been, he's been playing Dean Wade's well playing too. well but outside of the main guys like Mobley Allen and Garland right. who's been very good he's taking a third year leap the the stats don't pop out mm -hmm. from the last season to this season but when you watch him play the confidence is there shooting ability was always there their bench is one of the best in the league mm. I mean Rubio Love Osman even Lamar Stevens when he gets in the game Dean Wade Kevin Love, yeah, Dean Wade. Kevin Love had 22 against Miami. Mm -hmm. Shetty Osman had 23 against Phoenix. And against Phoenix, Rubio had 15 and 14. So Shetty, Rubio, and K-Love combined for pretty much nearly 50 points against Phoenix. And that's just off the bench, those three guys. Mm -hmm. J.B. Bickerstaff told Rubio before the season, we want you to be Spain, Rubio. We want you to be Olympic, Rubio. Mm -hmm. And you've seen the aggressiveness with them. Cleveland is a damn good team. They are. They're coached really damn well. And Garland against Washington, who Washington has been very good this season, had 38 and 10. And before turning 22, the only other two players to do that were Kyrie and LeBron James. Garland is in fantastic company. Cleveland is building something very good right now. Very special. This is this is crazy. I, like, and you know what's funny? People, people were like, 
when Garland came out to draft, people were and people were questioning Garland and Colin backcourt. You know, too small, two guys that don't really pass the ball. Now that Garland has improved as a passer, when Colin was playing, Colin was just reverted to that scoring role, and Garland became more of a point guard. I think it really flipped the switch for them, and now Garland was able to f- take full control of that point guard ability. And now even if Colin leaves, doesn't even matter because you have that point guard. And now you're not saying Colin is fully replaceable, but you can definitely find somebody no, he, to fill in that two him. spot and get in there. So, I, And I think, you know, it's they're still in a little bit of cap hell, you know, but I think they'll be able to figure it out especially when Kevin Love's contract eventually ends. But I think they'll definitely be able to fit. Because he's, he's been good, but I, obviously you don't want to pay him $30 million. Like, you just don't. But And Rubio, you don't want to pay $19, $18 million. I, I've seen, I've seen on, um, on Twitter, your favorite place, I've seen uh, cast fans just like, I don't, I, like kind of reminisce and say like, imagine if LeBron James never left LA and played with this oh. team. Like, they've been like, they've been saying that in, in They've been saying that this team is probably better suited for LeBron James than the LA team, a team full of young cats. So, I mean, I don't know how a team of three centers is suited for LeBron. That's what they were saying. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I mean, think that's ridiculous. You don't. I mean, this is why I tell you don't go to Twitter. First of all, LeBron wasn't. First of all, a team with. I'm not even going to get into that. This is stupid. It doesn't even make sense. They were Garland, saying that LeBron, Markinen, Mobley, and Allen lineup. Ew. Well, you would have to. I think you'd have to send Markin into the bench. LeBron wouldn't even allow them so to get Markin. So with a Curl, with a starting defender, can't <laughs> shoot. Yo, but do you you really believe that narrative that this team would be they, better? They like, wouldn't no, have got no, Mobley. You, you don't think so? They wouldn't have got. No, Mobley. no, they're not saying that. They're saying if you just plugged in LeBron with this talent that was there no, right now, it wouldn't you, fit. LeBron's making moves. People yeah. got to go. Yeah, he's going to get shooters. He's not, he not playing with them. Like Lori's gone. Alan Mobley probably going to stay. That would be fire, though. Kevin Love going to stay because that's his buddy. Dean Wade is gone. <laughs> Garland? Garland stay. Cora might be, be I gone. Think I, I mean, look, just for, just for you know, just obviously, this is obviously not happening, but I still think that team would be OD with LeBron surrounded by those young guys. I think it would be a really good team. Emotion. I do. Emotion. And you can take out Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton wanted to play with LeBron. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Was that his favorite player? I I just know like when he got drafted he was like second round team with LeBron. Yeah, when when Colin got drafted they were like you know what are your thoughts on potentially playing with LeBron? He was like let's get to work man. <laughs> yeah, let's come back. LeBron was Colin is crazy. He's like come on man, let's get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Bro scored forty in Alabama. Yeah, it was like three <laughs> players. Three on three. five. Yeah, bro, he scored. I think he scored fifty on the Nets. Last year. Yeah, he gave you 50. He was going crazy that one game. Bro, he, gave, think, he individually gave Kyrie Hart and KD buckets. I think Garland and Mobley can be the best point guard center duo. Since better than Jamal Murray and Jokic? That's close. But potential-wise, I think it can happen. What do you think? Garland can be better than Murray. No, I'm saying Jamal Murray and Jokic, Garland and, and Mobley. It really just comes down to, edge how, to how Mobley looks stacked up compared to Jokic, honestly. Jokic is different. But if they win. Do you, do you think Mobley could be sometime in the future an MVP candidate? I think he's going to be an all-NBA player. For sure. Definitely a, a couple of DPOIs in his, his uh, back pocket. He's going to win a couple of those. <laughs> Definitely going to win a couple. I don't know about so that. So Garland going to be better than Jamal? I think Garland's going to be better than Jamal. Maybe Jamal regular, is re- tough. Regular I season I was, Jamal, I, I, yeah. I'm really high. Yo, Jamal in that one playoff run in the bubbles of I'm really the high bubbles, on he was going crazy. Like, I'm extremely high, so. 
I like Garland too. I like him a lot. They're good. They have a nice future. Are you talking about the Chauncey the Billups was high on Garland? He was going crazy in yeah, the bubble, little bubble guy. <laughs> Chauncey Billups was very high on Garland. They have a lot of uh, the same um, attributes. Yeah, Chauncey was like the Knicks should should draft Garland. You should have. Yeah, who did you draft? RJ. RJ. In hindsight, obviously. I mean, but at the moment, yeah, but at the moment he was on Duke. You, yeah, we actually worked out Garland before the draft, and we were we were thinking. If about you didn't have three, you would have took Garland. Yeah, like if RJ was, you would have took Garland. I think him being there in the spotlight guys, around him, you, you had guys to take just RJ. missed Zion and John Morant. Yeah, and then Garland, DeAndre Hunter, you guys missed them. Tyler Hero. Jeez. <laughs> it sucks, bro. Hindsight sucks. Hindsight, hindsight really sucks. does suck because we, yeah, it happens. I mean, some of the breaking news that happened this past week was that the Bulls and the Heat were fined for tampering. They are they have lost two second round picks, each of them over tampering. And I just want to know what your thoughts on this are. The Bulls and the Heat reaching out to representatives way too early and getting this second round pick taken away from them. What do you think about this? I don't care. You know, like with the way our team is constructed and I feel like now being as we have a new front office and he literally first year unloaded the tank and just went crazy in the offseason and he he hit on every every acquisition in the offseason, you know, DeMar, Lonzo, Caruso. Caruso, he hit like eight plus signings. So I think being that and now looking at us, we're looking at a possibility of us being back in the spotlight. I don't think we need second round picks because they're gonna be guys that want to come to Chicago and come play for us, you know. So I think losing that second round pick it's cool. I mean, we got AO you know, in the second round. AO, he he a dog. So we got him. But I think it's cool. Like, we don't have any picks anyways. They're all damn near gone. So losing the second round pick doesn't really hurt because right now we're trying to win. And when you have picks you and you're in winning, like when you're in championship mode, you're not really worried about picks. You just want to win mm-hmm. and bring in veteran guys from free agency. So I don't care about that pick. And the guys we even lost for Lonzo, Garrett Temple, like those guys, like, yeah, bye. Like, this is like we're <laughs> good, yeah, like cash. You can have that. Like we're good, so I, I don't care about that pick. We try to win. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think that's penalizing the team like that much. A second round pick, to be honest with you. I mean, I know the NBA is really strict on on, on this type of you know on, on these type of outside talks with free agents. I feel like the NBA. I feel like a second round pick's not doing much. I feel like if you charge a team a first round pick then now to really be like oh that'll release you know set a send a message to the entire league like yo we don't condone this type of stuff you guys know you guys know how the nba works we don't like when you tamper with players we don't like when you guys have off uh meetings before free agency so i don't think i think a second round pick for a team like chicago or miami who are content is like a slap on the wrist so i mean i think if it happened to another team a young team that you know that was that wasn't contending then i think it would matter but i feel like I feel like the NBA, if they want to like make sure and make this rule prevalent, that they should probably charge teams first round picks to set an example. And talking about the Bulls and the Heat, they didn't get punished at all. The second round pick is it's nothing. A slap on the wrist. It's it's honestly nothing. The Bucks got punished though, because two two seasons two two off seasons ago, the Bucks completed a sign and trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich. And because of the tampering, that would huge for them too. Because of the tampering thing, a second rounder got taken away from them. But also, they didn't get Bogdan, so the the trade fell apart, and they didn't. They lost a pick. They still won the chip. The Bulls in the Heat, they got away with this without losing the player, which ultimately is the most important part because that's what they're trying to do. 
I just think the league is trying to enforce these tampering rules when there's really nothing to enforce. Players are going to talk with other players. Players are going to talk with their executives about where they want to go. I don't think the league can do anything about this, especially in the new social media age. I think we should let it happen. It makes no sense to try and force things. Yeah, I think like, especially now how players are so friendly nowadays, it's just going to happen, you know? Yeah, so it's like, they should just let it happen. I mean, like I said, this does nothing to us or the Heat. We're still top teams in the East. This isn't going to do nothing for us in the future. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like this second pick. We're not we're not about to act like this is the next Michael Jordan or this is the next LeBron. This wasn't gonna be that. So we're good, honestly. We got Lonzo. <laughs> we don't we could care less about it. Yeah, I think the the NBA is trying to enforce these things, but Being it weird. obviously doesn't make much sense to try to do it. Yo, the Bucks did have a chip for you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. They do. That's hilarious. So actually. do the Raptors. Yo, that's freaking insane. Two though. The Bucks won. This their second chip. The Bucks won in nineteen seventy, bro. That was deep. Yeah, they do have two. Oh, Kareem With won Kareem, that, right? Yeah. Damn. And Oscar. They got two. So Toronto won a chip for you guys. They're an expansion team. They gotta be oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are in shambles. They got to be for a lot of people. What you got? Zero? It was you. OKC don't got any. They just started. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> no, they're part of the Sonics franchise. And they have bro. one because Sonics have one. When did they win? In the 70s. For real? Yeah. I thought they made it in the in No, the Sardis have oh. a chip. No, that, they, that, they have two finals appearances. Oh, they okay, have a okay, chip, okay, though. Okay, okay. But they don't count it towards Oklahoma. Do the Grizzlies have a chip? They're, they're new. They, they don't have a chip. They was in the, the 90s. Hawks? The Hawks don't have a chip. Orlando doesn't either. I mean, The Kings, I don't think, have one. The Kings don't. Clippers don't. No, you were with them. Damn. Bro tried to tell me ABA chips is the NBA championship. <laughs> he tried to count that. You know why? Because it, like it, they were like in they 1975. Have they, they have like them in up 1975. In the, oh, I'm jacking that. Yo. Okay. Y'all need a new championship. I'm, I need a championship. Nah, you can't jack I'm it. Jacking Y'all were like the best ABA team, like easily. Like I used we to had dominate Dr. J, bro. I used to dominate. I the wish ABA. Dr. J would have came along to the Nets in the NBA. We probably would have won another one in the NBA, but you know, it didn't work nah. out like that. The, bird, uh, the Boston Celtics would have killed y'all. Who? The Nets. Where Dr. J? Where did Dr. He J went to go? Philly? Yeah, that's where he won. And they, they won, I think one. No, they didn't win because he played with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's rookie season. He don't have a ring. Charles Barkley as a rookie was with those guys. I think Dr. J was there before Barkley. Oh, won. he won with Moses. I think so. Yeah, Moses probably belonged. before Charles got there. Okay, so early eighties, like eighty, eighty one. BS man, we really won in the ABA. It's not meant for you guys bad. to win. This window right now, man. <laughs> this window. Oh, man, it's closing. Man. Like, it's like closing. So that's gonna do it for this episode of the Pixar Podcast, episode 134. And this was a great episode. We named a lot of players that have we, cool. We got names. no Q and A's? No Q and A's. TikTok is What they weird. do? Uh, you, you said they, they messed up the TikTok. Yeah, the TikTok Q and A format's weird. You have to like invite people to answer questions and Too stuff. Much. It's, it's it's they made it so much different. But you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok yeah, at Pickaside Podcast, on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. Also, rate our podcast. Let's get to 100 before the new year. It's December right now. And thanks for supporting so much because that's why we are ranked on Apple Podcasts. The Nets are beating the Bulls tonight. Book it. Yo, bro, stop. We're beating you tonight. <laughs> you keep saying that. I'm tired that. of hearing his mouth. He texts me Because we beat you guys already. We put 40 on you guys in a quarter. <laughs> like, what don't you tonight. understand about that? Tonight. Like, you have Kevin Durant, you have Harden, and you couldn't outscore our guys. Look who like, we had. We had Bruce Brown playing. Can't help Javon you. Carter. What do you mean? 
You would think, I swear to God, if you just look, you would think Bruce Brown is like a Javante Green. I promise you, you would think that. And he was on the court at that moment. You like that's a fact. That's Javante literally a fact. Green locks up better than Bruce Brown, though. Look, now you saying. Well, now nah, he does. His defense is nice. Bruce defense Brown locks, bro. You bugger. So thank you for listening like and or watching, and we'll see you next time.